Hey, and welcome back to the Backlog Gamers podcast. Uh, we're so glad that you're here with us today. And if it's your first time here and you haven't already done so, make sure to follow uh, here on YouTube's the subscribe button right there. And then, of course, hit the little bell notification that will let you know whenever we post a new episode, which we do every Tuesday usually. And also, if you're listening on Spotify, because you know what? Maybe you're driving to work and you can't watch a screen while you're driving because you got to drive. So listen on Spotify and make sure to follow on there because you'll always see when the new episodes come up on Tuesdays. And also, if you haven't already, make sure to hit us up on Twitter at Gamers Backlog. It's backwards. It's Backlog Gamers, just backwards. Gamers at Gamers backlog. You'll find us. Look us up on, on Twitter. You'll find us. We're there. Definitely hit us up there. And I'm Zach Avalanche. And as always with me is Halo Titan way over on that side. How you doing there, man? Doing great. And I got my I practiced my jazz hands for today <laughs> so we can come out. Uh, I'm excited nice. about our, our our guest for today. Super excited about that. I'll let you introduce him. And our special, special, special guest, as some of you have already met him, Art O. Jim. How you doing, man? Hey, thanks for having me back, and uh, I'm glad I got a box, man. This is uh, this is <laughs> he's got his <laughs> very own box right here. Look at him go! If you're on Spotify, uh, definitely make sure to check us out on uh, on uh, YouTube at some point, so you can see Art of Jim on his very in his very own box on the Backlog Gamers uh, video chat in in YouTube in the YouTube world in the YouTube verse. Hey, uh, so uh, what have you guys been playing this week? Well, uh, not a whole lot, honestly. I've had, had kind of a busy week at being December and everything and getting ready for Christmas and my daughter's birthday's coming up and just working a lot. But I have been uh, playing the new season of Fortnite. Surprise, surprise. It sucked <laughs> me in again, uh, especially oh, with the release game. of Master Chief yesterday. This guy. Uh, we're filming on Friday. So yesterday, the Game Awards Day, Fortnite announced that Master Chief was a playable character. And you know what? Uh, it's in, it's in the name right up here uh, for you YouTube users. I love. I, I'm named after my. I got my name from Halo, so uh, huge Halo fan. So I had to get Master Suckered Chief. Suckered him so right back in. Been playing that. I finally did finish what I could finish in Cook Serve Delicious. It got really difficult for me. My fingers oh. can't move that fast anymore. So did, did you open the biggest McDonald's in the apocalypse? <laughs> it's a food truck, sir. It's a food truck, and I do want to. I do want to say I'm so happy to have Arto Jim back on. Uh, we're trying to bug him to be a regular guy. So if you guys, oh if you guys want Ardo Jim to be regular, let's get some, let's get some uh, team Ardo Jims in chats. If you're watching on yeah. YouTube, you Amen. can uh, send yeah, that over it. to us on Twitter. If you're on Spotify, so oh. that's awesome. What you been playing, man? <laughs> oh well, first of all, again, thanks for having me, and um, you guys are too kind. Um, I was, uh, I've been playing uh, Final Fantasy VII, uh, the, the remake. The remake, uh, yeah. Yes, which has a, it has a connection to the VGAs. We'll get into that, but um, I just love that game. That that was my first RPG when I played when it came out, and I'm dating myself, but 1997. Um, <laughs> it was such a roller coaster ride back then, and yeah, it, it's capturing it too. So um, was able to finish it, and uh, wow, it's a great game. I'm just 
Uh, I, but what's interesting is they broke it into two parts, so there's another one coming. So who knows? But I'm glad you oh, said yeah. that. I was about to ask you. As I, I thought they broke that into like episodes or parts or something. So they're yeah. breaking it into episode, and it's just I. I mean, the game is long enough as it is, but it's just. I'm excited, but they haven't said anything about it. You know, I was hoping to maybe get a you know little shout out or something at the VGAs, but nothing. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Yeah. You know, it's funny. A lot of people have been raving about that game for sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, it's funny that you say that. That was one of the, your first, uh, <clears throat> I, I would guess, turn-based strategy RPGs that you mm-hmm. ever played uh, when you were young. Uh, hey, Latai, what was, what was the first turn-based strategy RPG that you remember playing? I don't remember which number it was, but it was one of the Final Fantasies, and it actually turned me off of turn-based strategy. Interesting. Um, so I, I'm not a huge turn-based strategy fan, although I do have the South Park games lined up to play, and I've heard those are <laughs> turn-based strategies. So yeah. we'll see. Well, I'm going to be streaming those. We'll see how those turn out. That's funny. You know, I was just thinking about uh, what was the first one I remember, and I remember <laughs> Paper Mario. <laughs> oh, that was awesome. Which Love is just awesome. So that's that's <laughs> just a great option. Uh, let's see. What have I been playing? I've been playing um, uh, a Sniper Ghost Warrior 3. Uh, I'm almost still? done, actually. Yeah, still. I know. I know. You guys know I've been playing this forever. Uh, look, man, I got new bumpers for my truck. So I was spending, spending time outside working on my uh, in the snow. Snow. Sp- <laughs> spraying in my face while i'm trying to get this bumper off oh boy I tell what you was what, that what was that what was the snow like it was like <laughs> right up in my face like that <laughs> <laughs> anyway so i've been uh in my in my infinite free time i've been uh uh trying to finish sniper ghost warrior 3 because i really i have a game on my backlog that i really 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 want to play <clears throat> And so I'm trying to finish Sniper Ghost Warrior 3 so that I can move on to that game. And uh, I, mean, I mean, it's okay. It's, 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 I like sniper games, but, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm ready. Let's, let's, move, let's move on. Let's finish this game and move on to the next one, right? So, What, what is this game on your backlog? <sighs> okay, so here's the deal. So originally I played... Shadow of Mordor on the PlayStation and I never actually played it on the on on the Xbox. And I really, 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 really. So my kids spend like most of our days uh, quoting Lord of the Rings, which is which is an awesome problem to have. Bros just being bros. (laughs) (laughs) anyways so my kids spend all day quoting uh the lord of the rings uh one of these days i'll have to have uh my second son uh do his smeagol uh, impression for you guys it's good oh i'd love to hear that phenomenal and he like gets his body all like contorted and like it's great it's great (laughs) anyways so uh you know i've really been like man i really need to get into i really need to do shadow of war uh but at the same time i'm kind of like man i really i kind of want to play shadow of mordor again uh just before i go and play shadow of war and i'm like i haven't played it on xbox so i'll get all those chivos and be all happy and it'll be great so that's what I'm planning on. 
finishing uh, Sniper Ghost Warrior 3 right now. I'm so close to the end. I can feel it. Like, everything in every mission is like, this is the end. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Let it be the end. And uh, and if you're still watching so, us in June, he'll still be finishing Sniper Ghost Warrior 3. <laughs> <laughs> I will not. <laughs> oh, it does. It does take Zach a minute to get through those games, but uh, that's okay. As, you know what? The point is, is that he's able to enjoy games you. when he can. All, all my gaming time ends up with you, so that's I true. spend all my time well, playing co That's not co-op. necessarily true. We haven't gamed in a while. Oh, I'm still waiting to play true. Marvel's Avengers with you, man. Um, oh, I'm ready. <laughs> can I be we cap? Need to, I really want to be cap. We need to get uh, we need to get Arthur Jim on Xbox so he can come play some games with us too. True yeah. that. True that. Uh, and for those of you who don't know, Ardo Jim is our resident PlayStation fan. Zach and I do play on PlayStation, but uh, it's not our primary gaming device. Yeah. Would you Would you say PlayStation is your primary gaming device, Ardo Jim? Yeah, yeah, it is. It's just it's been the one that I've had since I was. Uh, I don't know. I think it was. Started with PS1, PS2, just kind of kept kept going with that, and all my yeah, and um, I think it was a 2001, maybe there was a magical game that was that came to the PlayStation 2 that solidified my allegiance to Sony. Um, It was Kingdom Hearts. Uh, Kingdom Hearts, which is now on Xbox. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, now I've twenty years later. Now available on Xbox. Yeah. Um, maybe, maybe longer than that. Now I don't even know. My first console was a PlayStation One as well, but yeah. I only ever played Tony Hawk uh, Pro Skater and NFL Blitz on that. And then mm-hmm. Halo came out, and I fell in love. And I've been a massive Xbox fan since. However, I've grown up more. I do enjoy playing. I, I can't deny Sony's lineup of games. They have a stellar lineup. Just so delicious. You cannot not have one. Can't and speaking of that, I'm going to use that as our awesome segue here into our topics for the day. Because um, I did want to start off with a Sony topic. Oh. And that is, you know, those of you know, we were talking about Sony outperforming Xbox last week yes. on certain right. games. Of course, that wound up being developer-related, not console-related. But, and this is no surprise to me, this shouldn't be a surprise to anybody, PlayStation 5 has the biggest launch month sales in U.S. history. Zach, I think you had more information on this. Yeah, so, uh, you know, the article that came out and said, hey, you know, Sony has, the, the PS5 is the, I mean, biggest, biggest launch month sales ever. In U.S. history, okay, so this is a big deal. I mean, it's a it's a big deal because you know all these generations of consoles. Every time the launch month is like, this is it. Like, oh my gosh, everybody can get one, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And we're talking about a lot of sellouts and everything else, where you know the pre-order sellouts. Every, I mean, people can't get their hands on it right now. It's just like the Xbox right now; people can't get their hands on them right now. So uh, I imagine that Microsoft probably produced less Xboxes. Uh, recognize, uh, really doing the math. I mean, there's people that get paid way more than we do to figure out the math on how many to. Pr- produce and all that kind of stuff but you also look at uh the fact that uh you know the sony community does the the playstation community does seem to be bigger than the xbox community we hear about it all the time 
especially from the Sony fanboys. <laughs> it's so much better, whatever. But, 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 there is also some really interesting news about uh, even though so even though uh, the PS5 had the biggest launch month in sales in U.S. history. History. It was only the, in history. It was only the second highest uh, grossing console in November. Can you guess the first grossing? Uh, the first highest. My first guess would be the DS. DS2. Uh, both incorrect. The highest grossing for last November for this November is the Switch. <laughs> oh. The Switch. Is November actually, 2020, Switch sold yes. more copies than PlayStation 5 and Xbox. Yes. Wow. Yes. That's, that's it. So come wow. on, the Good Switch is killing it right now. The bro. Switch is a fantastic console. The you, can't even, is, you can't even deny the Switch. Oh, I mean, we. I love my Switch. I absolutely love it. When my kids are like, Dad, can we play the Switch? I'm like, mmm. <laughs> What do you want to play? Okay, let's get specific here. Before I let you go and touch my Switch, let's be specific. It's sacred. The Switch Keep is your hands awesome. Off it. <laughs> yeah. Keep it secret. Keep it well, safe. Well, I mean, you th- the Switch <laughs> would be geared towards children. They have a lot of family-friendly games on the Switch. Oh, absolutely. So you think kids would like that. You know, it would be gravitating to that more often. Uh, I did want to say about this news, it's very impressive. And, you know, and kind of expected. As younger generations grow older, you're seeing more and more gamers populate the planet. So every generation, we're going to see gener- uh, we're going to see records like this broken. And I would not be surprised if Xbox ever released the numbers of consoles they sold. I bet you that they have actually hit record numbers as well. For, oh, for for them, for, for Xbox, but for they sure. don't. I think Sony sells two to one on the Xbox. I think they. So, Do you yeah, really? I think so. I think that yeah, PlayStation. Interesting. PlayStation has always won the console battle or whatever. Uh, I think you know we've talked about Microsoft's not really being in that console war anymore. They were they're already yeah. talking about going full on digital, fully with the Xbox right. app that you can play right. games. They're kind of moving on, but right. I still think it's impressive. A lot of people can't even get their hands on a Series X or a Series Slim right now, as well as a PlayStation Five. I think it's just a fantastic year for the next generation. It seems like both consoles have had a great launch, but I mean, kudos to PlayStation Five for breaking a record. Yeah. Um, for well, I mean. Hey, hey, look, I mean, wh- what we're trying to tell you right now is if you're trying to buy a Switch for your kid and you haven't bought one yet, you better get on it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> what, what do you what, what, what's your take on this, Arthur, Jim? Well, you know, it's you guys are actually you know, you're right. The um, Sony's always been like this, right? You know, with the PS, uh, PS5, PS4, like it's always been this crazy, you know. It always does crazy sales every single time. Okay. Um, and it's also leading up to that, the preview for the games. I mean, they were just um, Demon Souls was previewed. Oh, and I yeah. just could not believe it. It just it looked so good. Um, that, that almost sold me on the PS5 itself. Demon yeah. Souls? Oh, yeah. I didn't take you for a Souls kind of fan. Oh, man. It's just like when you, the original game, I think it came out in maybe 2003 or 13 or something. I'm not sure exactly, but 
to to look at that and look at what what it is now on that console running as sharp as it sharp as it is <laughs> with the graphics it was just and like you said before the uh, the catalog of games at launch you know oh yeah it was, it, it was impressive. Just very- they had a catalog of games. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Yeah, you start listing them off, you know, Miles well, Morales. You know, so and- Souls, which looked really oh, good. Yeah. And they had Spider-Man, Miles Morales. I mean, you can get it on the PS4, but on the PS4, it just... Yeah, I mean, yeah, you've <laughs> seen some say- of the comparison shots. Yeah, it's just... Oh, it's so pretty. It, it's... It's like a girl who was so pretty at the prom, like nobody wanted to ask her to dance. That's how <laughs> it looks. Um, then you had... I was never kids. afraid to ask her to dance. <laughs> I'm not afraid of rejection, had, though. What <laughs> girl? Then you had... Uh, even though, what is it? Uh, was it Avengers looks good on there, too? It's just... Oh, yeah. And as opposed to Xbox, I mean, didn't... They didn't even showcase a Halo game at launch, did they? Did they even show any? So they were supposed Halo. We do have some Halo Infinite news today, but Halo Infinite was supposed to be at launch. However, not Xbox did not have a Microsoft owned launch title game this generation. So, but I mean, of course, they their their launch title, their killer app is Game Pass. So, I mean. I, you have more games that you could play on your Xbox right now than than uh, than PlayStation, I think. But absolutely, yeah. But there's sure. games. Yeah. There are games you can play on your phone or your your uh, your Xbox One. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, it's yeah. But this is like, but those, you know, that's in terms of like just how you're going to play a game. But correct. Like, but what it feels like, I mean, for Sony was just like it's not just here's how you're going to play the game. But here are the games you're going to play. Right. Here's how they look. Here's how they feel. Yeah. Yes. Sure. Sony actually had games, and I don't think Ratchet and Clank launched with the PS5. But that's coming. It's coming. Com- it is. is that one out now? I haven't been no, hearing anything about it. But that one's no, going to be a huge one. For I can't them. wait. For yeah, and Miles, oh, and I Ratchet think that one's PlayStation Clank, Five only. So I mean, we're going to start saying, you know, I, I think I never take too much stock into like. Early generation games. I mean, Sunset Overdrive was probably one of my favorite games on the last generation. And there was a launch title from uh, for Xbox from Insomniac Games pre um, Sony purchase there. But yeah, um, that's one of my favorites. Rise wasn't that great for me uh, with the Sony. Like they, had, they had the order. Uh, eighteen uh, eighty five. Yeah, I remember that one. Eh. and that was a beautiful game, but it was not. Very beautiful game. Very beautiful. Yeah, sure. But but what you're saying is that is is that the fa- the fact of the matter is that developers don't know how to utilize all of the hardware at their disposal yet, and it'll take a right. few years into this generation before we really see. We're, we're holy gonna, cannoli. You're right. We're gonna see the absolute best. Xbox games and PlayStation mm-hmm. games at the end of the PlayStation Five Xbox right. Series X right. Slim cycle, hands down, because that, oh. at that point the, de- the developers will have been able to utilize the full power of these consoles. But that always happens right as they're about to say, "Hey, we have an even more powerful console coming out." So oh, now is the time to enjoy those games from PlayStation Four era, play, uh, Xbox One era 
on the Series X and PlayStation 5. But at least PlayStation 5 does have a launch library of games, uh, at right. least with Miles Morales and and a Demon Souls coming out. So, I mean, uh, honestly, let's huge, say huge first kudos party to them, games, though. really. Like, like PlayStation-owned exclusive games is what you mean. Right, yeah. PlayStation exclusive. Obviously, Assassin's Creed. obviously has a ton of games. Yeah, <laughs> Assassin's Creed launched in the same window, and Watch Dogs yeah. wasn't too early. So, I mean, there's plenty of third-party games that you get. But when I'm, uh, yeah, when I'm talking about, like, exclusively to, you know, Sony or Microsoft type thing, you know, kind of like Nintendo's Mario games launching or Zelda launching with a with a console. Oh, yeah. so. Right. Zelda. So <laughs> Nintendo's on a level of their own, though. Let's, they're not even competing with Microsoft and Sony anymore. <laughs> they're they're like, wrecking these guys right y'all now. Do, y'all it's do crazy. your thing. We're going to do our thing. <laughs> and whatever. You guys have fun. We're not... Oh, Nintendo, oh, we were here before, it, we'll be here after. You guys have oh, a blast. Oh, cute. You, you you broke the launch month record. <laughs> cute, cute, cute. Yeah, let's uh, see we if you sell as more. many DSs as, uh, <laughs> as uh, you know, or as many PlayStation 5s as we did DSs. So good luck on yeah, that. Yeah, oh, dude, right? Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Absolutely amazing. It's really, really <clears throat> interesting to see. Really great, honestly, to see how well the Switch is doing. Um, I know... I know there's a lot of people excited to open some presents under the tree uh, because they're really hoping there's a switch under there. So, well, and you know, I'm uh, this news makes me happy because when when consoles and games succeed, I mean, that just means the community is growing and they're going to want to make fantastic, great things for that community. So, I mean, if no one was there, no one was paying attention, we wouldn't get fantastic products out of it. So, um, I, you know, I be an Xbox fan only or a PlayStation fan only or PC fan only. You can't hate, man, because, I mean, oh, yeah. the, as long as this stuff exists, I mean, we're just going to keep getting better and better products. So I'm excited for the future. Yeah, and we we do have some future stuff to talk about um, with the Game Awards happening this week and stuff. And oh, man, the last of us two winning not only game of the year, but everything, every category that they were in. <laughs> um Neil Druckmann was named the co-president of Naughty Dog. He uh, co-created The Last of Us, and he also has creative director credits on The Last of Us, Uncharted 4, A Thief's End, The Last of Us Part 2. And in addition to him being promoted, uh, Allison Mori and Christian Gerling were also promoted to vice presidents, Mori being uh, director of operations previously, and Gerling was previously the co-director of programming. And I think uh, these... People were on uh, key key positions on some fantastic Naughty Dog games. Um, what do you, What are you guys' thoughts on that? Well, uh, well, the promotions are are definitely well earned, in my opinion, because Naughty Dog, I would say, has been releasing constantly uh, a superb product, good quality. Yeah, uh, sure, agreed. It's you know on the same par as I would say Santa Monica. I mean. Santa Monica are mm-hmm. kind of stuck with, I mean, they, every game, uh, God of War that they come out, it's always polished, well done, well made, and Naughty Dog is in that same, uh, is in that same lane. So, yeah, I mean, I'm sure. sure them. Um, I do have one issue, though. The Last of Us Part Two is just, uh, man, that, that was a, str- oh. speak your piece, sir. Okay. Speak it, brother. Let it go. Let it go. Hey, listen. If anybody's listening or watching and you get offended easily, just understand that 
we talk about opinions here yes. on the backlog game. This whole podcast, show is we opinion. Talk opinion. And you know what? This is our personal opinions. And if you don't like it, don't get offended by it. Uh, right. Talk to us. Yeah. So let us know. Like, I mean, we definitely we want to interact with the community here. And uh, look, Art of Jim, you know, this is only his second time in. And this is his first time with an actual box. Look at him. He's in a box. Okay. <laughs> but look, Art of Jim, he's going to speak his opinion right now. Let him. All right. Go ahead, man. Get it. I'm in a box. I'm going to make it count. Here's what it is. Um, <laughs> Okay, you know, there's a rule out there in in certain, (laughs) across media, right? Some things are so good, it's okay that there's just one of it. It's great. We don't need to make another one, you know. Oh, yeah. The Back to the Future series, that exists. Let's not touch that. Uh, The first (laughs) Footloose with Kevin Bacon, I love that. I will fight anyone who says otherwise. Don't need to make a sequel, but we did anyway. This... The first uh, Last of Us was amazing. I mean, the first 15 amazing. minutes had me in tears. It was such oh, an yeah. amazing game. And then by, when you get to the end, perfect. This was just, oh my gosh. It was just like, it was just darkness upon darkness. I just, mm-hmm. by the time I got to the end of the game, my question was, what did we learn here today? It was just so bleak. <laughs> there was, Visually stunning. The gaming mechanics were great. The yeah. protagonists were fine. Like I didn't. I mean, I, I was really driven by the story, but it got to such a point where it's so dark and depressing, you know. And especially this year of all years to play a game like that. <laughs> twenty twenty. So I know you're criticizing the game here, but you're kind of hyping it up for me. It's a dark story. I like that. Okay, that's right down my alley. <laughs> okay, like it's. Like, there's nothing wrong with a dark story, but there's also a problem with a story that shouldn't exist. This is one of those. Like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> second, why, why, why? So I got to the end of it, like the first 10 minutes, like, uh, again, spoilers for anybody who hasn't played it, <laughs> which is apparently everyone on the panel. Um, there's that, that happens in the, there's a death that happens in the game. And there's no purpose for it. So, no. Yeah. Anyway, I so. I haven't played the game, but I think I've already predicted this on my stream like months ago. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm pretty sure. And don't don't tell me if I'm correct or not. Don't tell us if And if right, you're but... watching us, don't let us know in the I don't want to know the spoilers. Of course, someone's going to be like, oh, I'm going to spoil this for you guys. <laughs> yeah, right in the comments. I'm sure. 90% sure because I've, even yesterday, I was watching a, I watched IGN was doing like their pre pre-show for the game awards and they did the last of us two uh review and they were talking about ellie being the protagonist well having gone to writing school and learning how to write and stuff mm-hmm. and learning all of joseph campbell's uh different character archetypes i mean who becomes mm-hmm. the mentor in ellie's story do you think obviously joel a joel and what it's often happens what often happens to the mentor in stories look at gandalf look at obi-wan uh, they they die. So my guess would be that it's Joel that dies, which is going to break my heart. But I don't want to know if I'm right. I just want to play you, and find Jerry, out. Thank you, Jerry. Thank you for your stone face uh, response <laughs> to that. Yeah, I was say, like when you said I was going to say a swing and a miss, but 
Uh, <laughs> I hope I'm, I hope it's a swing and a miss, but I think it would be. Impa- I think it would be impactful for Joel to die for Ellie's story, but it just kind of depends on the story they told. It's kind of disappointing to see um, that that the story that you found it disappointing that you found it like this was a story that didn't need to be told, and it kind of just reminds me of like the the first Matrix. You yeah. watch the first Matrix, and you're like, man, that was a really good movie, and then ends, and then you're just you're, you're left with questions, and you're left with wondering how that universe goes on. And then they make the fatal mistake of answering you. (laughs) And then then it never lives up to your expectations. Yeah. It's almost like, you know, it was, and and that's the problem. I mean, when I played the second one, after I beat the second one, when I had him play the first one again, just to kind of get a feeling of how the story fit, um, how the story fit. It just, it doesn't need to exist. Honestly, I think that was, again, it looks great. You know, it checks all the boxes, but it just doesn't need to exist. It's just, yeah. It's, well, and, a, and know, a, another interesting thing, and, and real quick, Zach, I'll let you have your word yeah, on this. Um, I just wanted to say that The Last of Us 2 rated higher with game critics, I think at right. 9.3 on Metacritic. But user user ratings was like a 5.3 versus yeah. Ghost of Tsushima, which I thought was going to win Game of the Year. Which had a critic rating of eight point five or something lower than The Last of Us, right. but had a user rating of nine point something, and right. so I think that really speaks to the differences between game critics who think they know everything and people uh, who actually play the game. The, the influencers, the influencers. I, yeah. Look, I mean, we can go down a crazy. We got enough material today that we don't need to go down this crazy, <laughs> uh, crazy uh, rabbit trail. But look, I mean, I I was exactly thinking that same thing myself uh, about the critics and the and then the players. Look, players, it it doesn't make any sense to me when critics are the ones with raving about everything, and then the players are like, "Nah, man, that what that doesn't even that doesn't make sense." And then we get to the game uh, game awards, and then all of a sudden, oh. Oh wow, it's the it's the most amazing game that ever happened, and and you know it's interesting because I know there's a lot of now I know we're gonna get hit some hate for this, but I there I know there was a lot of political agenda that kind of got thrown into this game, and so it was hard for a lot of people to swallow. Like I don't want to pl- like just let me play a story, like let me play like the game, and so. I think it's really interesting that the Game Awards kind of followed the critics on this one rather than the players. And I think it's important for the Game Awards to pay attention to this because if they don't follow the gamers, the players, uh, the viewers, eventually there's not going to be any viewers because nobody, because everybody will be like, oh, you know, what's. What's it's called is going to win because, you know, whatever. And this game was way better. It doesn't make any sense. So the Game Awards is going to have to be careful about that. Well, and I yeah. think, I think, I, I don't know if the awards were chosen by fans in the Game Awards or not. Someone correct us if we're wrong on that. Yeah. Um, if it's based on critics or, or main main critics in the in the gaming industry or what um yeah, I'm not I'd, sure. I'd actually be interested to know because i did i did go vote for my game of the year you know i none of which i've played um but i voted <laughs> for what i thought people were voting for i voted for ghost of tsushima 
So fans right. fans can vote on this. So I'm not sure what if 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 the game of the award what, went what to the fan vote it? or if right. it went to the, the the critic vote. So that that I'm not a hundred percent sure yeah. on. So, Correct us if we're wrong. Seriously, yeah. I mean, uh, honestly, let us know in the comments uh, section if if we are wrong, or hit us up in Twitter. No yeah. big deal. Let us know. And we do have to move on here, but I wanted to. I wanted to add. I didn't know. Is there a political agenda in The Last of Us? And I'll, I'll let Ardo Jim answer us on that because he's actually played it. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it, I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say political agenda, but I do think that it is structured in a way that deals with. Um, that deals with a different set of circumstances, right? That are. <laughs> I mean, certainly. Would it be, would it be the homo- homosexuality? Because right? I know Ellie, I, I know we found out in the early trailers and stuff that Ellie is a lesbian in this. Is that, is that kind of down the, the alley you're thinking of? No, I think for me, the, the biggest problem with this, it's not. To me, it's the. It's. When it comes to video games, and especially when you're trying to tell a story and a narrative, yeah. my issue has always been that this is a medium in which you can tell any story you'd like, right? And yes, you sure. can tell dark stories and everything like that. You can. The problem is when it impacts the game and decisions you make in that game, and you, when you walk away feeling like when you walk away feeling worse for playing the game. Uh, to me, yeah. that is my biggest problem. Is because mm. of the game's tone and level of darkness in it, right? And without a sense of a redeeming, um, because when I play a video game, yes, I don't mind learning or into, like going into a dark, af- uh, playing in a dark atmosphere or anything like that. Sure. But I need to walk away from that having a sense of a little I bit hope. of enjoyment. Not so much hope, but I'll give you an example. Resident Evil are games yeah. that include a lot of dark. It's a bit more horror, but, you know, or even dark or even Demon Souls. Those are yeah, dark sure. with dark tones, but I've always walked away from those going, that was a great experience. Sure. That was a great ride. Yeah, there was dark elements and unsettling ending. I think that's that's my biggest problem. Mm. Ellie being gay, I mean, I mean, telling a story from you know, Ellie being gay and so forth, I'm like, you know, that's a choice that they can make. That's It is what it, I mean, that's a choice. But I just didn't feel... I walked away from the game feeling, yeah, I'm not, I'm depressed. That's not right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm depressed. Oh, like, you don't want a game making you feel, that's not, not the, like, you know, like, you know, because like, yeah, in the trailer they did show that, you know, they did show that Ellie was gay, which to me was like, you know, that wasn't, that wasn't an issue, but it, I just walked away from all the death that happens in the game. I won't say who dies. Uh, all of that was, <laughs> I just was depressed at the end of the game, and that's that's wrong. Yeah. So that's that's kind of obviously. I'm sorry, Zach. Go ahead. uh, Yeah, because obviously, obviously, gamers reacted to the game not really overwhelmingly positive. No, but the critics were overwhelmingly positive. So just it's really interesting to see. Okay, what? What is being uh, what what is being told to the gamer that they're supposed to I, look? We haven't played Cyberpunk. It literally just came out, right? But we've all been told, "Oh, you got to play Cyberpunk. You got to play Cyberpunk. You got to play Cyberpunk." And what's happening? Everybody's gone out to buy Cyberpunk. So, I I mean, really, it's all a money game, right? Well, remember when? Um, 
you remember the Oscars? You know the Oscars, right? I, I haven't yeah. watched it in many years, but yes, I know of them. Years, yeah. Right. So you remember the uh, the 2008 controversy that happened, right? Oh gosh, no, I don't even. I so don't even. 2008, uh, a, a small you know a small film came out called The Dark Knight. Um, <laughs> didn't make money any of that, but it was pretty small. Yeah, pretty small, but it was such an amazing, powerful. That's the movie everybody talked about, but mm-hmm. it was never uh, nominated for best picture. Right. And some other film that even I don't remember because that wasn't the wow. story. Um, it's always and, some weird picture nobody's ever heard of. <laughs> but, I, but I do think that there is. I do think that there is a little bit of that. There are games that are just enjoyable that you walk away with just a sense of joy and fun, and you've yeah. escaped another world. And then there are games that you know, yeah, they're meant for the critics, I guess. But you know. They should be more upfront about that. I mean, if they're going to say like this game is winning for this, that's yeah. fine. this game is winning for most artsy fartsy. Let's just call it what it is, okay? Let's be there's, real. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just that, yeah, for me, I walked away from the second one. I really wanted that experience of the first one, and I walked yeah. away from this one going, "Wow, that's." I need to watch a Disney film now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and it's hard. I'm going to go ahead and uh, throw in the last word on this topic here. Um, uh, because the topic is actually about the uh, uh, Neil Druckmann, uh, Alison Mori, and Christian Gerling being promoted to pre- co-president and uh, vice presidents of Naughty Dog Entertainment, which does create fantastic games. Congratulations to them. I did yeah. want to throw in my two cents, though, because we did kind of go down a rabbit trail of the game awards and what wins. I don't mind that Ellie's gay in the story. My problem with that would be yeah. is if they make her entire character arc about that one piece of her, because that just makes her one dimensional yeah. and there's it's nothing just... else interesting about her, but I don't know that that's what happens. Um, and I hope that's not what happens. Cause I love Ellie. I think she's a fantastic character and I'm looking forward to playing oh, as absolutely. her again. Um, and I also don't mind stories that end tragically. I mean, that's, you know, we do have modern day tragedies told, uh, I'm a huge Shakespeare fan, and I love a lot of his tragedies. And I mean, yeah. they, they are—that's exactly what they are: tragedies. They end in tragedy. They're, everybody dies. <laughs> so I mean, <laughs> you don't walk away from a Shakespeare film, film, or a Shakespeare play feeling joy or happy that you watch that because you're like, man, Romeo and Juliet both killed themselves. <laughs> Hamlet dies Levy. at the end. What? And Levy, I'm sorry. Uh, your century dead. years. It's been centuries. If you haven't seen, you know, read Hamlet or Romeo and Juliet yes, or yes. any any Shakespeare, then you guys you can, had your chance. You bro. had your chance. It's been centuries. Okay, and get over okay. the spoiler warning. Let, let me interject. I know Halo Titans like like freaking out. We gotta hurry because I want it. Because we have we do have a lot topic. to talk about. But I'll let you go ahead. The and get Next the last topic. Word. He's very excited about. He's very, very excited about. I don't because I wouldn't know if I'd say uh, that. What's okay. that? I don't know if you know the next topic I'm going to, but go ahead. I don't know where you're going, but I know you're really trying to hurry so you can talk about Halo Infinite because there was definitely that is a big topic for today. Yes, <laughs> but it's not the next topic. But we'll oh, go okay, ahead. Okay, tell you... us what the next topic. Is. Okay, so yeah, no, I just wanted to uh, make sure that we can get all of our topics in. Uh, today, because we do uh, game awards happened yesterday, announcements happened yesterday. Oh, yeah, I do want to make sure that we can try to get all of them in there. We did kind of let's be honest, we did kind of fall down a rabbit hole there. Uh, we started oh, talking sure. about promotions at Naughty Dog, and we went down the the rabbit <laughs> hole of 
of, of <laughs> how good the last of, was last of us two worthy of its uh, game of the year award i mean regardless congrats yeah. to them for winning that um yeah. despite the politics but you know i nobody watches the game awards for the awards we all watch it to see what announcements are coming out and, and if you watch it for the awards me. let me know i want to know why <laughs> <laughs> because, because despite the game awards, every news publication in the gaming industry has their own awards. So Ghost of Tsushima oh, yeah. is going to rightfully win awards at uh, separate publications than the game awards. Absolutely, sure. it's just another. It's all about those. And for me, it's E three. It's E three in December for me, honestly. <laughs> so the awards are the awards are second tier for me. But uh, I mean, congrats to The Last of Us. Um, I can't. I honestly can't wait to play it as a fan yeah. of the first one. But nothing. You can never recapture the magic of something that oh, was so amazing. fantastic, yeah. you know. So that's just always difficult. But I did want to, I did want to uh, touch on one of our smaller topics that we usually save till the end. But we're gonna we're gonna do our smaller topics at the beginning because we have fantastic news today to talk about. Uh, but XCloud, it's been announced from Microsoft that XCloud is coming to PC and iOS spring 2021 PC users will be able to access it via the Xbox app, just like you can on your Xbox app on your Android phones, phones, excuse me. And iOS users can access it via the web browser and uh, X cloud for Xbox is still not a thing, which is weird. Um, uh, but that is on the long list. I, I used air quotes for you. Spotify users, <laughs> the long list of things. Microsoft as plans, Ardo Jim, Zach Avalanche, take it away. <laughs> okay, just a quick touch on this. Uh, you and I have been talking about this a lot. Uh, xCloud, it's the wave of the future. We know that this is where uh, Xbox as a company is going, just like Google Stadia, just like Amazon Luna, just like any of these other companies who are, they recognize the future of what gaming is. It's all about the streaming of games so that you don't have to download them onto, onto different things. Man, you put a stick in your TV and all of a sudden, boom, you're able to play a game from your TV. It's crazy. It's it's legit. This is, uh, this is just another step in the right direction. And uh, look, Microsoft is working on it and we're seeing it. Yeah. No, I think it's, you guys are absolutely right. It is the future of gaming because, you know, let's, let's think about it, you know, storage space, you know, physical, I mean, physical games, you know, it is a bit of an issue at some point. You're eventually going to hit that wall. Um, but also this is just so convenient. It's easy. It's, oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, to be able to just play all your, yeah, I'm, I'm down for this. I, I love this. Um, so that I mean, because all I would need then, I mean, do you guys think it's going to replace the console? I mean, because at that point, you will just need to get uh, a more powerful computer and just kind of. <laughs> so do I you, do. Though? I do have the answer for this, although oh. although I don't think that it's going to immediately replace the console. Right. Uh, Phil Spencer's already come out, come out, and we did talk about this on last week's episode. He was saying that you know the stick for the television, the mm-hmm. the, the app that you could just stream your Game Pass games on, uh, will not be replacing consoles. Consoles are not finished, so they still will be putting out consoles. But I think what's going to happen is is they're going to weed consoles out. Sure, they're going to let more and more people buy that stick. And shove that yeah. stick in there to the TV, or they're going to download the app yeah. and play these it's games. It's not tomorrow. It's not tomorrow, but we're still going to see consoles, and I don't think yeah. it's really going to fully happen until uh, Microsoft and Xbox can figure out a way to let you play your entire game library, not just right. Game Pass, 
your entire game library of games that you purchase and just make Xbox a store in its own ecosystem that is accessible mm-hmm. anywhere. Once that happens, you're going to start seeing that console fade out. I think. Absolutely. I, you know what I think all of that is, is licensing. Yep. Hands down. hundred percent. I think that's sure. all licensing. I guarantee you they have a licensing team that is working on all of those licenses right now. Not to say that tomorrow is the day that the Xbox stick or the Xbox app on your TV is it. I'm not saying it's tomorrow, but the, uh, this may be, I, I think this may be one of the last generations of consoles. For Xbox. Cause I, and I'm curious what you think, Ardo Jim, because I know you're primarily a, a PlayStation gamer, um, because Microsoft's already making this move. Microsoft, mm-hmm. you're gonna you're gonna starting in spring twenty twenty one, you're gonna have accessibility to Game Pass on the two major phone produ- uh, producers, okay, manufacturers with Android and Apple uh, mm-hmm. that people can play their games on. You already have obviously the Xbox you get your games on. It's coming to PC, which is a massive market. Presumably, mm-hmm. you could play you know once it's available on uh, Apple via web browser. I presume it's available on PlayStation via web browser. And I, you know, there have been talks in the past about Game Pass coming to Switch and, and being on <laughs> yeah. Switch. And I'm just saying, Microsoft is putting their brand on everything, yeah. and so I think they're weeding that out. Do you think, uh, Ardo Jim, specifically as as someone who primarily plays on PlayStation, that that Sony is going to be following suit, or do you think Sony's going to stick with the console game? Well, you know, for the time being, right now they're still going to stick with consoles. Like there, I mean, you, you just uh, pointed out how much money they made from those. So, you know, maybe I'm thinking maybe the next, this generation, maybe the next two will start seeing a change, but ultimately that is the future. Streaming is, is the future. I mean, let's just look, you know, let's just take a sidestep and look at what's going on in the other lane. We're in the middle of uh, what I call streaming wars right now. Oh yeah. We're in the midst of all that. I mean, you've got from like Disney Plus, Peacock, Amazon, Netflix, like everyone is getting a lot of their content via streaming. Gaming is just the same thing. Steam has already been up for, I don't know, how many years now? And that model has proven that, yeah, no, this can work. So as for Sony, you know, I don't know. I don't know where they stand on it right now. I think they have their eyes set on just the PS5 and building all that for right now. Not sure if there's a six in the works or if they're gonna but right now it's hard to say. Yeah, you nope. heard it here, folks. That's exactly <laughs> exactly what Halo and Titan and I have been talking about for weeks and weeks and weeks about this. <laughs> because is. seriously, they're, they're, yeah. it's the future. And I've been saying I've been saying that Microsoft's not even competing with Sony anymore on the console front. There's you get yeah. on Twitter and you see these people fighting, oh, Xbox is better, PlayStation's better, and it's like that's not even where the battle is. So, you know, Nintendo's up here in their own realm. They're like, they're, no yeah, one, they're doing no their one own is in the thing. Nintendo bubble. Sony is kind mm-hmm. of in their own bubble. Microsoft has a competing console, but Microsoft's really competing with and trying to stay ahead of before, and I'm hoping Google doesn't succeed, but Google Stadia and Amazon yeah. Luna. And, and those are just yeah. the first two. You're going to, Sony is eventually going to have to follow suit. They're not going to be able to compete. Yeah, they're going to have to like, play the game. I can play Xbox games anywhere. 
I don't even need mm-hmm. a console. Microsoft does not give two craps if they sell consoles. As long as you're on their ecosystem, purchasing games, playing Game Pass, that's where the true battle is in, in competition. And that's why they purchased yeah. Bethesda, because you know what? <laughs> they have a massive company now making games well, that I guarantee you. And, and you know what? I could be wrong. Microsoft could come out and prove me wrong here. But I guarantee you, as of right now, those Bethesda games that Microsoft purchased that company for are going to be exclusive a bunch of to them. Xbox Game Pass and not on Absolutely. Luna or Stadia. They might sell physical copies and digital copies for PlayStation and Nintendo Switch, but you will not see them on Google and you will not see them on Amazon. Absolutely. Well, that's definitely a thing because, you know, another thing is the, you know, the pricing of the games are probably cheaper because right now buying a physical copy of a video game for, let's say, PS5 or a new Xbox, we're looking at, what, $60, $70 for a new video game, give or take. You know, when you're just thinking about all of that for every game that adds up. I mean, you know, five games you're spending over what, $170 or something. But Sony, like you said, even with Nintendo, everybody's creating their own little universes of how they want to run. So we don't know. I mean, like Sony hasn't played all of its cards yet. We don't know what they have, but in my opinion, streaming is what's really going to start happening. So we'll see. Sony could control that market if they if they have the resources Microsoft does if they got into game streaming, they have the fan base and they have yeah. the games right now they have the games yeah. Microsoft's coming out with those games I'm telling you Sony Sony has the capability of controlling that market as well so I'd be I'm yeah. super interested in seeing Sony go that route because that that would just mean for me as someone who wants to play Sony games but I don't necessarily want to own a PlayStation. That would be huge for me because it would be so much yeah. more affordable to, to to pay for a monthly subscription oh, for, yeah, for, for, sure. for Sony and play the games that I want to play and then just end my subscription and then get it back when they put out a new game that I want to play. I, I mean, honestly, that's again. I mean, again, Sony's playing a the Sony is a 500 plus billion dollar company, yeah. but they're playing against Microsoft and Google and Amazon, which are all trillion dollar companies. So that's with a T y'all. So that's, I mean, that's truck <laughs> No, that's a T that's like a trillion dollar company. I mean, it's a big deal. So we'll, we'll see how it all shakes out. We'll see how it all. Well, shakes and it's, out. and it's funny too, because for Google, Amazon and, and even Microsoft, believe it or not, their gaming divisions are, 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 are just a just tiny pieces. fraction of yeah. their company. Tiny, yeah, believe it or not, pieces. tiny. If Microsoft, if Xbox is making money, Microsoft's like, okay, that's fine. But that's not where they make their money. Let's be honest; mm-hmm. they make trillions with their software. But um, did you guys have anything else to add to the X Cloud coming to PC and iOS in spring 2021? Take it on, take it on. Fantastic Let's go. Fantastic news! All right, we're gonna. <laughs> we're gonna switch on over here to a topic I've been waiting to talk about. I and I, you know what? I spent a great deal. I'm kind of, I don't, I don't read as fast as people. I have to, yes. I, I read. It takes me a while to read. I spent like almost an hour reading this article about yes. Dragon uh, Age. <laughs> <laughs> What's Dragon Age? Uh, no, three for three uh, industries uh, put out an update, uh, this big, massive update. They were talking to their, to, to different departments in their, in the company about Halo Infinite. Halo Infinite is now due to release uh, in the fall of 2021. So we 
we're speculating. I think that was kind of what the, the most people were thinking was going to happen. Uh, cause we, we did hear it was delayed to spring, but now it's fall. Um, and this huge article goes over quite a bit about why they're doing this. Um, uh, I do recommend reading this article and we could post this link in the description down below for you guys to go, excuse me, check it out if you like, but, uh, you know, they do showcase some new artwork with, uh, it looks like a new multiplayer map. Uh, and then, uh, of course some of the weapons and the character armor and, uh, for the too long, didn't read version, they, uh, do a Q and a with some of the art directors and people in charge of that. And they, they were making up a lot of ground because of, you know, if you guys watched the, the demo that released during E3, they were kind of eaten alive with the graphics and stuff like that. And it really boils down to that's one of the reasons that this game was delayed. They wanted to go through and they wanted to polish everything. The game sounds like it's essentially done. But no. they're going to spend, they're, they're going to, cr- you know, uh, crunch until Christmas. Then they're going to give everybody a break. And then they're going to start the next year working at a healthy pace to get Halo Infinite out in fall of 2021. And they're, they've fixed, you know, uh, the, the infamous Craig, the brute. That uh, If you're on Twitter, you've seen his image. You know, that Sony fanboys love to use his image yeah. and showing off the yeah. Xbox Series X graphics. <laughs> And, um, but they've, they've given him a, he's, he's received a full makeover they're making, they're, they're touching up the textures, all the foliage, all the, you know, just everything, the lighting, the shadowing, everything they have, they are polishing everything to make it look as good as possible, but they're trying to meld together the classic look of halo with modern technology because they want that easy looking, you know, the, the graphics that, that the halo is kind of known for. Uh, with modern technologies, so they're doing a lot with that. They have a lot of, uh, you know, multiplayer is going to be free to play. So if you don't want to purchase Halo Infinite, then you can just download the multiplayer and play that for free, which I think is going to be a hit with people who don't give two, you know, two craps about <laughs> the campaign story, right? The but, campaign. Uh, but it sounds like they're focusing a lot on on, on customization stuff and making the uh, the multiplayer fun and engaging and and to last seasons they're talking about making halo this this fortnite-esque games as a service long-standing thing you're going to be getting you know halo most likely infinite single player kind of halo infinite single player content and multiplayer content coming out in seasons uh, with you know uh, rewards that you can earn for armor customization and things like that and they have in this article that you read, they they make a point. They nail it like four times. No loot boxes. No no random randomization in rewards. RNG. Um, you know this is all. They're doing as much as they can to focus on communicating with their fan base to make the best possible game. And Joseph Staten, who was you know originally a part of all Halo games except for Halo Four and Halo Five, he mm-hmm. you know he just came back. Two three four three he came back you know uh, to Halo after after being gone for a while and and he got to play through Halo Infinite's campaign and he said he played through it twice and he was in awe he said it was amazing really? what's been done with it um, mm. really hyping it up that's of course probably of course probably part of his there, job so, so yeah <laughs> but you know as as someone who cre- helped create Halo right I mean I think that says a lot he he went back to his baby and he's got nothing but high praises for it and it's kind of got me hyped for this and i know this is kind of you know a lot of i mean there's a lot to unpack with this update but um, it's looking like 
Uh, the campaign is supposed to be great. Uh, this game is going to be longstanding. Multiplayer is going to be free to play. They're going to make it player focused, gamer focused. They're going to listen to your feedback. And that's part of the reason why this whole thing was delayed because they saw uh, Sony fans did Microsoft a favor here, I think, in trashing yeah. the graphics because Microsoft was like, not only did they okay, embrace fine. Craig and start making Craig t shirts. Um, <laughs> And, and, you know, Phil Spencer having his own Craig T-shirt, but they <laughs> delayed the game because they want it to be uh, the absolute best that it can yeah. be. So I'm going to hand it over to you guys now that I've gotten all that off my chest. It sounds like it's going to be great. Um, I, w- I was just going to ask really quickly. So the reason so I think the last time we talked about this was that uh, two one or two directors that left the project. Was it just right? Yeah. This, was it due to the scope? Or of uh, of the game, or is it just like why did those two guys live? Was it just so? It made so it sound like didn't... it made it sound. It didn't touch on why those guys left mm, at all in this article. And it mm. sounds to me, you know, when 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 we discussed that those two guys left, it did sound like they left on their own accord. Okay, but right, right. after reading this article and seeing that they took literally what people were saying, because they said, "Hey, the gameplay we wanted to show off." landed that's what we wanted to showcase and you guys noticed that the graphics weren't up to par and they weren't up to par with what what we thought it should look like Ooh. so we delayed this i'm starting to think more and more that possibly these guys might have been like hey see ya bye we need right. someone in here that's going to make this game look great i can't yeah, guarantee right. that but uh as far right. as i know as far as we know unless something else has come out that i've missed and you guys know about it let us know in the comments as far yeah. as i know they've left on their own accord no, I mean, this is all great stuff, man. This is exciting. Look, Halo Infinite, as Xbox fans and people who love Halo yeah. in general, just in general, love Halo. I mean, this is exciting. It's it's going to be fun. Um, pushing it back to fall 2021, I mean, let's be honest. What have we seen a lot lately with these big games on these brand new spanking Beautiful consoles, Cyberpunk 2077, things, they're they're like, "Mm, we need to take a little more time on this. And uh, it's not unusual. Yeah. And you know what? Pushing it back to 2021, um, you know, it's not a bad, I mean, now that we know that they're spending more time polishing, trying to make sure that it looks, that it looks good and it's on, you know, it's to the level then yeah, I mean, that that actually makes me, now I'm excited. I mean, I am still going, I am going to play Halo. A buddy of mine's got the console, so I know, <laughs> I know it's going to be one of those where, got it, all right, see you in five. Um, but, because uh, <laughs> that's what it is. But, um, and yeah, just pushing it back to next year, 2021 starting to shape up to be like the, you know, the year of just endless, like blessings because we're getting a lot of what we really wanted. So yeah, I'm down for that. I'm I'm excited for it. I think we're going to continue to get, uh, especially since we're in a new console generation, we're going to start getting, you know, higher caliber games um, and games that are going to start meeting expectations of the next gen, next generation uh, specs on these consoles and showing us really showcasing us, what they can do. Uh, one thing that really sticks out to me with with Halo Infinite is that it's not the standard Halo 
you know, a corridor shooter, or you're running through these linear levels. It's, it's looking like they're they're making this game so that it could be like a, a Destiny type thing, not like a looter shooter, but like a game that's going to last years. You know, they're not going to want to make another Halo for years. And right. I, I think I had read somewhere, ooh, probably before we ever started the podcast, that they're talking about you know the Halo Infinite maybe being the only Halo game for the next ten years. You know, because they're going to keep updating it and stuff. So I, I'm interested to see what they're going to do with that. And it does sound like they're they're doing a lot uh, as far as uh, getting multiplayer ready for a, a longstanding uh, lifespan and and campaign for a longstanding lifespan. So. I'm really mm-hmm. interested in what they're going to be doing with all that. Yeah, and you mentioned Fortnite. Are they true? You mentioned Fortnite. Is that the model that they're using to build Hell Infinite? Well, I mean, they're not using it to build Hell, but like um, in its inception, is that what they're seeing long term to have a Fortnite-ish kind of game for with Halo? So I don't know that it's necessarily going to be like like Fortnite, like as, as far as like the battle royale goes. But you know, Fortnite's okay. got these seasons. And every season right. kind of really kind of flips the map upside down, and 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 they have a new theme for the whole season. This season is kind of like the Mandalorian, and last season it was all the Marvel Marvel Universe stuff. And they have these, you know. So I I think I think Fortnite does a lot of uh, updating as far as like they try to tell this this vague story with with you know it's a completely a multiplayer game pretty much, but. I think Halo is going to go <laughs> in, this, in the way of more of like <laughs> Destiny, whereas Destiny continually, like every year now, we're starting to see, we haven't seen any news or anything about a Destiny 3. They just keep putting out new Destiny no, expansions. Just... Right. And so I'm kind of thinking that, but I think the Halo multiplayer is going to kind of go down the same road as like Fortnite, whereas they're going to have seasons and they're probably going to sell a battle pass and they're going to mm-hmm. probably, you know, have incentives for people to to to, to pay and to, and to stay. So sure, but you think the the single player will be more like Destiny, in right? That they give you new campaigns, right? With each expansion, right? That everybody gets to play through. Exactly, could be interesting. Yeah, because right. I, I don't think the multiplayer can really do what Fortnite does. Fortnite's kind of in a league of their own. Uh, I think Apex is trying to keep up with them uh, in that realm and. I've heard PUBG's got story stuff. I don't know. Who knows? And Call of Duty, uh, Warzone, uh, probably easier for them because they put out a new game every year, so they can just update their Warzone to match, you know, the the next the next Call of Duty. So and Zach's a big fan of of um, that. <clears throat> Sorry, what was that? No, I was gonna say yeah, they can easily they can easily do that. Um, yeah, I think the one thing I was I've been thinking about was. Um, is the sing- is the single player campaign like the story? They're coming out with a brand new one, right? Or is this that's linking the other games, or this is like a fresh start? So I do believe it takes place after Halo Five, um, okay. but it's I mean it's it's gonna it's gonna be its own story as far as I can yeah, tell. Sure, okay, it, it's sense. still in the same universe. Okay, right. As far as I know, you can correct me in the comments. I could be wrong. I'm not. I don't. I don't. There's so much gaming news. I have a hard time keeping up with everything. Yes, um, but I kind of want to dive into. <laughs> I do kind of want to dive into uh, last night. So we we do film on Friday. So last night being Thursday, the Game Awards. Uh, the main reason I watch, and I don't know about you, but I watch because they show off all Ooh, sorts of new yeah. stuff, and they kicked That's... off last night's show with a trailer that. Knocked my socks off. It's going to be playing over here in the, oh, I guess over here now. Um, 
since we have we have three boxes over here now, and so it's a new <laughs> setup for me. Uh, but it's going to be over here in the um, the little TV section here. But uh, Perfect Dark was announced, and uh, I highly recommend watch that trailer. I, we don't have sound over there now, but I do recommend going and watching the trailer if you can. Mm. It's going to be the first game by the Xbox-owned uh, developer, The Initiative. It's their debut game. It's a secret agent thriller set in the near future world. Mm-hmm. The first person shooter with eco sci-fi with an eco sci-fi theme, and it's a reinvention of the Perfect Dark franchise. And uh, the game director Dan Newberger had this to say: He said there really isn't a game out there that's hitting that sort of blockbuster secret agent vision. So, uh, as a big fan mm-hmm. of uh, Perfect Dark Zero, I played a lot of Perfect Dark Zero. Not really much of the first original Perfect Dark back on the N sixty four days. Mm-hmm. back when rare was making it but uh i loved perfect dark zero when it launched with the 360 so i'm super excited to see joanna dark come back and uh hopefully kick some major dual wielding butts man so what <laughs> i don't i don't think zach's ever heard of perfect dark <laughs> i of course have heard of oh, okay. perfect dark <laughs> and of course you know when when we got the rare replay and perfect dark was in there That's everybody right. went hey you know um no this is cool again uh but but you are right it's it's not uh it's not something that like really makes me go oh yeah like ooh, like really revs me up but uh i'll i'll leave this one to ardo jim i'm sure he's got something to say about this <laughs> all right hey, real, uh, real quick ardo jim before you start yeah. do you guys feel like we're the brady bench with being inside these boxes <laughs> You gotta figure Zach's out over here pointing at pointing at uh, people. No. <laughs> right. No, right. You gotta, no, gotta look down to or you, no, he's over here. You look down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like so. Uh, no, I'm, this this got me excited because the first Perfect Dark. I had an N64 when I was younger, and that was one of the games that kid. Uh, one of the games that I played. Um, I've always loved that. It's you could also you know one of the you could also tell uh, when I was with the N64, how limiting the game was. You know, there was predominantly, it was a shooter, and you just, you know, I wanted more of the story, maybe more an expansion on gameplay, different weaponry, and just to see how far we can go. Um, And now seeing this news um, yesterday, it's, I can't believe I've lived this long, is what I'm going to (laughs) say. It's like, wow, I mean, this is, because I saw the trailer, not a whole lot of gameplay. I think it was just showing locales and yeah. just. It was more of a teaser, really. Yeah, it was more of a teaser. So I'm really looking forward to it. I, story-wise and just what kind of gameplay and the shooting mechanics that they'll add. Because this is one of those games where, especially if it's espionage, you know, kind of maybe include some Metal Gear Solid-style espionage but first-person. I would really love that. That would be amazing for me. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And it's. Yeah. Definitely confirmed as a first-person shooter, but you know what else game was just announced that we talked on uh, talked about a couple episodes ago was the 007 uh, project. Uh, what was it? Project uh, Project 007. Was it Project that's 007? It. Yeah, uh, that's it. yeah. So Project 007 uh, was announced, and you know, I'm sure the initiative was like, "Oh man, <laughs> they, got, they got the jump on us." You know, because perfect, you know, 007 is, you know, I, I, I GoldenEye being probably oh. the, the penultimate 007 video game. Uh, the so there's high hopes remembers. for that. And there being 
uh, developed by IO Interactive, which is a fantastic game. I don't know if we found out if that was the first person or third person shooter. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I so I mean, you know, when when uh, when uh, uh, Dan Newberger saying that you know there's no not a game out there that's hitting that sort of blockbuster secret agent <laughs> secret agent vision. I'm just like, there well, one you know, made. 007's coming out <laughs> too, man. So you do have some competition there. But I do think this is fantastic. I'm a big Perfect yep. Dark fan. Um, and I wasn't even excited, you know, for, for what the video was. I was just excited that Perfect Dark is back. So, And I know I talked with Enrico Suave, and he wasn't yeah. like, he wasn't wowed, and he wasn't really ever into Perfect Dark. But I was just like, man, I'm stoked. Yeah. I can't wait. Um Rico's more in my camp. Or, okay, cool. <laughs> like, well, yeah, I think he. I don't know if he ever actually did play Perfect Dark Zero. I know that came out with the 360. That was the 360 launch title, I think. So mm-hmm. you know, I got it just because that was available on the 360. So I was like, boom, pop it into. I put I put hours, maybe over a hundred <laughs> hours into that game. I put a lot of time in that game. Um, and I just I had a lot of fun with it. So I, I'm excited to see. Uh, Joanna Dark again. Hopefully, she's still as hot as she used to be back in those 360 era graphics. Um, <laughs> and, and maybe she'll be super hot again. And uh, <clears throat> I'm destined to marry a video game character someday. Um, uh, <laughs> so, uh, anyways, uh, crippling oh. loneliness aside, uh, we'll switch on to our next topic here. Uh, back for Blood has been officially. <laughs> oh, we're still laughing about. Okay. Back for uh, Blood, Back for Blood officially has been revealed. It's uh, for those of you who don't know, this game is from the developer Turtle Rock. If you don't recognize that name, those are the folks that gave us Left for Dead and Left for Dead Two and Evolve. Probably another one that I don't know because Evolve wasn't that big of a hit, even though they promoted it like it was going to be a big hit, but it wasn't. Uh, it does look like a spiritual successor to Left for Dead, although they have not officially claimed that it is. But this is going to have more zombies. It's going to have bigger and nastier zombies. And they have a launch plan for June 2021. I'm excited about this. What do you guys think? Dibs, dibs, dibs. <laughs> uh, this is Left for Dead. Guys, come on. Yeah. This is Left for Dead. Let's be real. Just watch the trailer. Look. I mean, just, just look at this. I mean, that's Left for Dead. Do you see all these zombies? Like, it's ridiculous. This is 100% Left 4 Dead. I'm so excited because we still play Left 4 Dead 2 because it's freaking amazing. I don't care who you are. If you haven't played Left 4 Dead, go back and play it. I don't care how old it is. It is still worth your time, even today. Because I w- literally, we played it, what, two weeks ago? Yeah. Not, only, yeah. not even? I, I mean, we, it. I mean, we literally play it still today because Left 4 Dead, no other game really captured that Left 4 Dead feel. And Left 4 Dead killed it. These guys are the guys that made it. But see, Valve owns Left 4 Dead, the, the, the franchise. So they can't, so what? They can't make Left 4 Dead. So what do they do? They make, okay, uh, Back 4 Blood. <laughs> back four it's four it's not f-o-r it's the, the number four and you know i know that world war z came out and that was supposed to be like a left for dead-esque type a zombie shooter but i don't think that really hits I've heard vermin i've heard warhammer vermintide is is similar 
um, in aspects as well. Well, then we need to try that. Yeah. <laughs> How about so, you, uh, Art or Jim? Are you a big Left 4 Dead fan? Oh, yeah. It's, uh, you know, some people have Mario Party. Some of us have that. Um, <laughs> so it, it looks it looks fun, honestly. It just, um, it, it's... It's left for it's left for dead meets Resident Evil. I mean, you can kind of see with the just with the how grotesque the monsters are, are, and even in the um, in the intro cutscene, like there's a scene where I guess it's it uh, like the virus explodes in a laboratory. Very yeah. umbrella. It really feels like you know this is one of Umbrella's facility, and it went haywire. And you know, boom, here we go. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm just I can't wait to play it. Um, we didn't see any gameplay. I think it was mainly just a CG trailer. We did see uh, gameplay. Oh, we did see some gameplay. There was so there was some gameplay. So you could gameplay, but you know, just yeah, I, I wanted to see a little bit more. But again, what I saw was more than enough. Just yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it it scratched the edge. You're like, this is going to be Left for Dead. This is amazing. I, it's a modern Left for Dead. It looks. I, I even I think I even con- look I mean you look at the shotgun the shotgun's basically the same as from Left 4 Dead they're throwing Molotovs I'm like dude this is Left 4 Dead this is going to be amazing I know for a fact some people are watching this trailer going oh that's that oh oh that's a jockey oh oh that's a hunter oh oh that's a boomer oh oh oh, oh that's 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 a oh dude I mean come on <laughs> come on everybody I take Oh, a charger. Oh, uh, dude, literally, I don't know anybody who's going to be able to play this game with their friends and not go, oh, watch out, it's a charger. Like, (laughs) nobody's going to be able to do that. Oh, no, watch out for the hunter, because I'm sure there will be a new name for it, but... We're all gonna call it. I'm sure, all... I'm sure they've made those those special. You know what I've noticed is that they have special zombies, just like Left 4 Dead did. I don't yes. know how closely related they're gonna be to their to their uh, predecessors, but watch the trailer. You know the one that pulls that goo out of her stomach and throws it at the guy kind of reminded me oh. of a spitter. So, mm-hmm. um, not a swallower, a spitter. Um, I make that joke all the time, and no one ever laughs. I'm so glad you did, Jerry. Thank you so much. <laughs> I mean uh, Ardo Jim. That's what I meant. Ardo Jim. Um <laughs> So I, I I'm pretty excited for this. I'm pretty excited for this because we have been playing a lot of we have been playing a lot of Left 4 Dead lately uh on PC, which is fantastic. And uh I think shooters just work better on PC anyway. But um yeah. I, I I just having a blast with it and it looks it looks modern. It looks even you know, it, for the way they showed it out, uh, showed it off, it looks like it's 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 more, it's darker. It looks darker than I think Left 4 Dead ever looked. Um, it, it definitely, I felt the uh, evolve, like the, yeah. some of the color palette uh, was very evolve. Yeah. So I think I think they've learned a lot. They've matured a lot. They're no longer owned by Valve, so they can no longer use the the Left 4 Dead game. But Back for Blood may as well be called Left 4 Dead Three. Um, because that's oh, it's exactly gonna be a hit, what it looks like, especially at the beginning of the gameplay trailer, which is probably playing over here. Uh, y- y- you know, you're inside a safe room. The door is yellow instead of red, but you're in the safe room with all the graffiti <laughs> on the wall and people, people yeah. telling loved ones like, you know, stay away from this or you know, here's Becky's number. She's a good time, whatever. Um, written on the walls. Um. <laughs> 
but uh, it did. It, 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 I dude, it's watching that. Dead, if you're a Left 4 Dead fan, there's no way you're watching that. Going, this doesn't. This doesn't look like Left 4 Dead. Give me a break. If you've ever Give played Left 4 Dead, if you're a fan of Left 4 Dead, you, yeah, they're, and they're going to come out and say it's a spiritual successor. They, I, I haven't seen anything 100%. where they've confirmed that. But let's be honest. Let's be honest. Um, another game. This one's a brand new game uh, called the Callisto. The Callisto. The Callisto. Callisto yes. Protocol has been announced. Yeah. I, I always want to say Callisto. Callisto. Uh, the Callisto Protocol has been announced. It's being developed by the Dead Space creator Glenn Schofield, and it's the Ooh. debut game for PUBG Corporation's new studio, Striking Distance. Its aim is to create an original narrative experience within, uh, I quote me here, within the PUBG universe. No word on how uh, PUBG and and uh, uh, the Callisto project are going to, uh, you know, be in the same universe, but they are in the same universe. <laughs> and uh, it's going to be a sci-fi horror set for a 2022 release on next-gen consoles and PC. It'll be set on Jupiter's moon, Callisto. Callisto. I see. I keep saying Callisto. It's set on Jupiter's moon, Callisto, uh, in the year 2320. And uh, the game will be a single-player third-person shooter survival horror adventure aiming to be the scariest game ever. Ever. Can I Can I go? <laughs> it's up to you guys battle that <laughs> okay, one. Okay, all right. Okay, not everything has to be a universe. Stop it. <laughs> Let's not, why, why does it have to be the PUBG universe? Okay, listen, I played some PUBG, okay? I played some serious PUBG in my time, okay? I, I absolutely, and I enjoyed it a lot, but let's be real. Well, Warzone is way better now. <laughs> like, I mean, it's so much better. Fortnite's always been but, better. But, but, yeah. but, but, why does it have to be in the PUBG universe? This is stupid, but the PUBG universe wasn't a thing, and now it has to be. Okay, uh, off of that soapbox, off of that soapbox, I do want to say that the, the, the trailer actually looks Pretty awesome. It, it looks pretty beautiful, uh, yeah. if I do say so. And it does look terrifying. And I think it probably will be terrifying. Uh, if look, Glenn's uh, Glenn Schofield uh, with uh, the creator of Dead Space. By the way, Dead Space. <laughs> oh my gosh, one of the scariest games I've ever played. And. Mm-hmm. Because I can't tell you how many times I almost had a heart attack because of the jump scares in that game. That game, phenomenal. The first one, phenomenal. Okay? I cannot rave about it enough. So great. So if this guy is getting in and trying to make this the scariest game ever, okay, okay, that gets me. Okay. All right, what's going on? Who cares about PUBG Universe? Give me a break. <laughs> but wait, a Dead Space? What's up? What's up? Let me see what's going on. What's up, girl? How you doing, Dead Space? Yeah, what's up, girl? What's up, girl? Yo, I'll be all about this game. I will definitely be trying this game because that's, uh, let's be real. That sounds awesome. What you got? What you got, Arter Jim? Um... I have two things. Uh, number one, the universe thing, you can thank Marvel for that. Ever since the <laughs> Avengers, we all got to be in a universe. Um, but yeah, you know, I saw 
you know, I played the first Dead Space and I really loved it. I thought, um, I forgot what those creatures are called. There's a damn particular name, but. Uh, uh, a necromorphs. Necromorphs. Necromancer. Uh, necromorphs. Necromorphs. Is it necromorphs? Oh, yeah. yeah. What I loved that when, uh, when you would fight them is that it wasn't like, you know, you would shoot like, shoot a leg or an arm or something and that'd be the end of it. They would still keep coming. <laughs> yeah. It was more of like, no, you have to, you know, the weapons, you had to systematically like, just kill these things in order for them to, like, to just be dead. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to this one just to see what kind of um, how the gameplay would look. Because oh when Dead Space came out, that was, like, I mean, that threw us all off. I mean, the jump scares were one thing, but it was more of just you killed, you thought you killed something. Um, oh, based yeah. on knowledge of third world, I mean, third world, of third person uh, shooting. And, like, sure. I, and yeah. that, like, it threw you off. So, yeah, yeah. it looks interesting. It was, again... Uh, CG trailer, no, not no right, gameplay right. or anything like that. So, yeah, I'm I'm curious to see what they've yeah. got over there. You you know you make a good point because that's that's uh, that was one of the first like shooters, uh, third person shooters that I was like, whoa, this yeah. is really different. The way that you have to go about killing all these necromorphs and surviving, like. Mm-hmm. The, the rail gun and everything else is it's different. This is really, really different the way you had to kill them. And that's a good point. I That actually makes me more intrigued because it was so great. Not to mention, not to mention, um, I, I actually streamed uh, uh, <laughs> Dead Space. And anybody who, who watched that stream, the streams of the Dead Space, uh, know that you cannot trust the corpse, man. You can't. You can't trust anything in those. You learned that games. in Bioshock, though. Let's be honest. You cannot <clears throat> trust anything in those games because, dude, you get surprises all around, and you're like, "What? Yeah. Now I gotta fight this? What is this?" <laughs> it was crazy. That's. Yeah. I think they have an uphill battle if they want to make the scariest game that's a third-person shooter. Because I think I now you know. Let me know what you guys think. I got some serious alien vibes uh, mm. watching the trailer for this. I was like, this feels, ooh, this feels feels like alien almost. Um, alien isolation. Alien isolation, which is a horribly scary game for me because that's a, <laughs> that's a survival horror. You can't shoot the alien and kill it. Whereas they do have shooting in that, which I thought ruined the, the tension because uh, you're shooting the droids and stuff. And, and But I will say... Uh, that if if anybody if anybody can do this, uh, you know, uh, Glenn Schofield probably can, because yeah. Dead Space the first one was so scary to me that I have not touched the second or the third, and oh. I refuse to touch the second or the third because the first one scared the freaking crap out of me. And if anyone who watches my stream, you know, I could watch I could watch a scary movie all day and be just fine, but when I play scary games, they terrify me sometimes. So I think I just had this last week when we streamed Phasmophobia, a jump scare where I shouldn't have had a jump scare <laughs> and where I should not have had a jump scare. <laughs> By the way, yeah. I'm sure if you join my discord or anything like that, it's in there. Um, and I'll post it on, on Twitter and for, for anyone who cares to see. Um, uh, but I think if anybody can make the scariest game ever, I think, yeah. uh, I think this guy can. And, 
And you know, I did want to I did want to touch on the PUBG. I think honestly, they're only making it part of the universe is because it's owned by the PUBG Corporation. Yeah. And you know, they you know, they have some I uh, maybe it's ego. I don't know. It makes no sense. No uh, sense. Yeah. The games are just apples and oranges, man. They're they're two different sides of the spectrum. Uh, one one being a multiplayer game only. Um, but, you know, I have heard that there's some lore that people that's gotten really deep for for PUBG. So maybe maybe that's something. But there's no way I don't see this taking place in the same year, twenty three twenty. You know, this has if it's in the same universe, it's centuries apart. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I was gonna add one more thing, just in terms of just this. What I'm looking forward to the game is also the the level design. You know, the one of the mm. one of the scariest levels in Deep Space was a uh, there's a there's a section where there's no gravity, and so <laughs> it's kind of floating around, and just navigating through that was so nerve wracking uh, when I when I first played it. So, yeah, and I, those necromorphs could pop out from not just like side to side anymore, but uh, like from above or below. Like it was terrifying. The most terrifying thing because you're now. <laughs> I mean, you're exposed. You're vulnerable. Oh, I mean, yeah, so, so much you can do. And uh, yeah, I'm really, I'm looking forward to this one. There's, yeah, I, I'm not sure it'll be the scariest game ever. I mean, oh, they're, they're going to try. They're going to try. So, that's the yeah. that's their aim. That is their yeah. aim. I would be, uh, I will reluctantly try this if Zach ever pays for it. Um, <laughs> oh, I will. Because <laughs> I'm not going to buy this. I'm not going to spend my money on this. But if Zach. If Zach puts it on there or if it winds up on Game Pass, then you know what? I will reluctantly try it so uh, people who come and uh, watch my stream can be entertained. So <laughs> uh, the the Callisto Project, um, Callisto, gosh, guys, punch me in the face. I can't say this. Say it for me. The Callisto Protocol. <laughs> now it's coming 2020. We're going to keep our eyes on that and we'll give you guys some updates. Uh, you know, yeah. we're not journalists. We're not going to report you the news, but we'll give you our opinions on any updates that come out Absolutely. in the future. Yeah. Um, so I do want to, we do have uh, a few more topics we want to discuss. This next one's going to be super fun. I'm going to save the best for last, but uh, this next one's not oh, the best. So um, my, my must be last then. No, <laughs> something else. you know, you know, what's last. Everybody who's watching this podcast knows what's last. Um, <laughs> But the Dragon uh, the Dragon Age trailer uh, was shown off. We I don't think it's it's been a year or maybe two years since <laughs> we've seen the teaser for Dragon Age Four. Oh but God. this Dragon Age did not have a name. It didn't have a yes. Uh, it didn't have a four behind it. It didn't have anything. It didn't have a subtitle or anything. So it's just Dragon Age. Yeah. Trailer was shown off. I haven't played Dragon Age. I don't have a whole lot to say about this. I'm gonna go ahead and take a quick bathroom break and let you two uh, discuss this one. Oh my goodness. Uh, uh, let's do this. Dragon Age, man. I'm so excited. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. It's Dragon Age. It's Dragon Age. We've been waiting for this for so Inquisition was amazing. And and what it looks like, and uh, you guys could see that the, the trailer right here. Uh it's obviously Varric talking. Um who is is a character from Inquisition? Who is one of your companions that that, that uh, rolls with you throughout 
all of uh, all of the first uh, uh, all of Inquisition, I should say. But this this game sounds like it's coming like it sounds like it's legitimately like right after Inquisition, which is awesome because he talks about the Dread Wolf, obviously uh, soulless. Um, if you haven't played Inquisition, well, you had a chance. Uh, at this point, that the spoilers are all over. I mean, you get <laughs> you you had your chance, man. <laughs> I cannot tell you how excited I am about Dragon Age, whatever it's going to be called. I think it doesn't have a title yet. Mm-hmm. I like a. I, I think it doesn't have its subtitle yet, which is why they just said Dragon Age at uh, at the end of the. Uh, the end of this teaser um because i think it doesn't they they haven't settled on the name yet uh we still don't have any dates which means we're still it seems like we're still a ways away um this obviously looks like it's going to be optimized for the next gen consoles uh it's, it's it's kind of a big deal i i think at this point we're too far ahead to have so they're like okay we'll just say it's dragon age and everybody else like we'll tell them what it's actually called later i am overhyped for this game (laughs) i cannot even wait because i love 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 dragon age it's so great well i was gonna ask you like so um inquisition was it because it went Dragon Age. Did it go Dragon Age, Dragon Age Two, and then Dragon Age Inquisition? Yes. Yeah. So you have Dragon Age Origins, then right. you have Dragon Age Two, right. uh, and then you have Dragon Age Inquisition. Okay, Dragon Age Two is where the combat system was radically different, right? As a- right, it was way different. Right. Um, and Dragon Age Inquisition that came out like what at least five years ago, maybe. Oh, that yeah, one's open world too, I think. Uh, yeah, it's been out since. Gosh, when 2000, uh, yeah, it's been a minute. I'm going I'm to go out on a limb and say five years. Yeah. Okay, yeah. well, you know, no, I was thinking more about the title. It could be like, you know, it could be the same thing for uh, like uh, A Perfect Dark. Maybe it's been so long that they're just reintroducing it again. And oh, like, just kind no, of like, no way. Well, not, no. With, not with the way they're setting it up as like legitimately right after Dragon Age Inquisition, right? Well, you're right. There's still, I mean, we just got a teaser. Right, um, right. Not, not gameplay, not a, just, just enough to, to, to whet our appetites. But, yes. um, yeah, I remember playing. I struggled 2014. Playing, I struggled oh. playing. Oh, thank you. 2014. So it's like six years. Six years, yeah. yeah six years, yeah. I played the first Dragon Age, and my issue with that one was the combat system was too slow. Dragon Age 2 fixed that and I think out of the three games that is still my favorite game to play just because the combat yeah the combat system was so um, uh, was radically different and it was just sped up a bit more um, I could do a bit more so I I like that Um, Inquisition I just never um, I never got far enough of like I think I only won like two or three hours in it just at the beginning. Oh, oh yeah, no. So. Oh no, oh no, Arta Jim. So, you, you're gonna have to fix that. So I got, don't Inquisition. Worry, I got homework. Don't worry. I, Fantastic. I have I have so not good. played Dragon Age. Oh. Any of them? They've been what? on my list for years and years oh. and years and years and years and years oh. and years and years and years. In fact, oh. because 
uh, that teaser last night. I got to say, I I want to see this game. Um, I want to see Come more of this on, game. Man. I actually pushed Dragon Age up on my list of games uh, for the first time ever. So <laughs> I and only because I plan on streaming that because I feel like that's one of those franchises people might want to watch me stream. Zach's super happy about that. Now it's not number one on my list. I think I have. Oh, con- come on! I have Shadow of Tomb Raider and Control ahead of that, as well as Cyberpunk, which will be starting oh, next God. week. Um, but uh, Dragon Age has been. Trust me, it's been pushed up above at least a dozen games. Oh, it has all three to, of them. Dragon Age is oh one of my favorite game them. franchises. So we will one be of my favorites. I've really I, 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 I'm I'm at the point in my backlog Bioware. gamer career here where I'm like, you know what? I need to buckle down, play the games I want to play, or I just need to kick them to the curb because come it's... on, man, this is this is Bioware. Okay, <laughs> this is the creators of of Mass Effect. Okay, these guys basically you've been talking about <sighs> recently. You've been talking about how much you're you love all the medieval st- like stuff and like, uh, dude, this is Mass Effect and medieval. Like this is a fantasy land, dude. This is amazing. It's I, it's dragon. I, I it's not. I I haven't. Oh. You know the reason for not playing. It's not because I don't want to play it. I've just there's other games that I just get kind of sucked into. And honestly, Dragon Age is just that it's that game that I've always put on the back burner over and over and over and over and over oh. again. And oh. uh, I for the like I said for the first time, <laughs> for the first time ever, I actually pushed it above. Uh, most of the games I plan on streaming. So. I, oh man! And and if you actually play through Inquisition, the things that you see in this trailer make you go. Oh, and, and I oh. will watch the trailer again after I actually get caught up on Dragon Age. So <laughs> I mean, so awesome! I they haven't given me a release date. They're just toying with my heart, obviously, <laughs> but they know I will buy it Listen, when it comes out. Bioware. <laughs> You know we haven't had a we haven't had a great uh, 2010s, okay. Uh, Mass Effect Andromeda was just a dumpster fire. I mean, you you yanked that straight from the depths of hell. Uh, that game was bad. Mass Effect Andromeda. I don't care who you are, like it all you want. I th- yeah. I think that game. If you, if you like Mass Effect Andromeda, that's because you've okay. never played. The original can we, trilogy. Can, can we say that Dragon Age Inquisition was was a gem? In in the midst of the of the 2010s, well, because that that came out before, Bioware. so we'll say Dragon Age Inquisition. I do think was the last hit Bioware has released because they yeah, released because Mass Effect was... Andromeda Andromeda in 2016, I think, and then uh, what 2018, I think it was uh, Anthem, Anthem, Anthem. Oh, oh god! Uh, uh, to say that was a dumpster fire would be a compliment. <laughs> That game sucked. That game sucked. They, and there's they had lots this... of people talking about how great it is now that they've fixed a bunch I don't of stuff. Care. I but <laughs> they can, they can. You know what? That's because they. So no offense. Can you afford to buy new bad. games? I mean, there's plenty of other games out there that are probably more fun than Anthem, even at I... even in its current state now. I mean, honestly. Ask your mom or ask your dad for some new games for Christmas. It's coming up. It's a couple weeks away. Uh, a lot out. of you guys know I like to try to I I like to try to play the other side just to just to you know see <laughs> yeah, Halo Titans 
you know, you you know, reactions. <laughs> but honestly, I I have such a hard time even playing the other side on Anthem. It's so bad. It was. So, it was That's why uh, we need a Rico on here. He could play yeah. Devil Advocate for us. Did you play Anthem, Ardo Jim? Yeah, yeah. It reminded me of. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just, oh, uh, yeah. Was so uh, there, there was a uh, game uh, yeah. a while back called Dark Void, right? So <laughs> Dark Void was uh, when when I was watching the uh, the trailer and a little bit of the gameplay, it was almost as if they were saying, "Remember that movie when you were young called The Rocketeer? Yeah. Where here's a game that's somewhat like that, and you will have all that wonderful joy." Excited, I went ahead on opening night and purchased the game. <laughs> 30 minutes into the gameplay, I realized I had made a terrible mistake that I could <laughs> uh, there, you know, and yes, if you want to know my true feelings on Anthem, I, I think I've summed it up pretty well. It was, you looked at that and you're like, all right, like, you know, maybe we can get a, like a good Iron Man game going. And, <laughs> and then, yes. wow, it's not even... You know, like, oh it's like it it was an aggressive waste of time. Oh, I guess. Let, I will never let, take that back. So, did, have you ever seen me, that uh, progressive exactly. car insurance commercial? <laughs> and it's like, it's in a game. And it's this girl. Yeah. And she walks up to this wizard. And he's like, oh, here, I just saved you a bunch of money on your car insurance or something like that. And she's like, oh, wow, character. you saved my life. Thank you so much. And then it cuts out, and it's two kids playing on an arcade machine, and the one kid's just, like, <laughs> holding his ice cream, looking at it, going, this game is boring. You know what? That's I'll Anthem that to me. Over Anthem, <laughs> I would take that game any yes, day. any day. Hey, let, me, let me tell you guys exactly how I feel about Anthem, okay? But don't play devil's advocate. Tell us how no, you no, really this, feel. This is how I feel about Anthem, okay? My emotions... Hang on, they're loading. (laughs) (laughs) If you've ever played Anthem, you won't need an explanation to that. You won't need an explanation. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and let me tell you for a game to be cooperative like that and to separate people every time you had to go back. Fart tartar sauce. That's what we called it. Yeah, we called it fart tartar sauce. Um, yeah, that game was just bad. But this, uh, here's my thing: is Bioware absolutely needs to let us know that they are still Bioware. Bioware who made Knights of the Old Republic. Yes. Bioware yes. who made the original Dragon Age trilogy. Bioware yes. who made the original Mass Effect trilogy. Yes. And what Jade? Did they make Jade Empire too? Um, yes. I, I, yes. let yes. us let us know that you're still there, Bioware, because people yes. have faith in you. These this company has been well renowned for their ability to tell fantastic stories, and they really mastered this this ability for gamers to build relationships with NPCs and, and care actually care about, about characters yeah, right. that are fictional. I mean, that's the one of the first times I've ever played a video game in Mass Effect was. You know, that that made me feel compassion towards fictional characters that I have never had outside of reading or movies. Mm -hmm. And I was Uh. like, wow, this is it was the first game I've ever played that really told me that video games can tell a story. 
And then, yeah. of course, that came out the same year Bioshock did. And I was just like, this video games are great. <laughs> you yeah, know? Video games are, video games are insane. <laughs> um, and then, of course, Mass Effect Andromeda came out. And then they just kind of like, they kind of just crapped the bed. They forgot about story. Yeah. And yeah. they made these one-dimensional characters that were just no fun to watch. And the, and the story, the, the writing, it's like they hired a bunch of kids right out of college that were that took you know creative writing as a as a major uh you know like zach and i did and and, and, that, and you know but like they, no but they, they took them they took them prior to graduation they took them like in the first semester of their first year and yeah. it was like hey write a story for us and i you know what i can share some of my stories from my first semester as, as from my first year in creative writing school I've got some terrible ones. <laughs> and they are bad. I thought they were genius at the time. I was like, oh, man, no one's ever told a story like this. And then I read it now, and I'm like, that, that was that's the worst. I thought I was a bad writer when I was in high school. No, I read that some of my old stuff. I'm like, That's what it feels like they did with um, Andromeda. And I feel like they did try harder with the storytelling and Anthem. But the game just wasn't fun. I had, you know, it uh, was fun. It was fun to fly around and shoot yeah. for a while. It got repetitive. It, the the gameplay boring. outside of fart tartar sauce was fun, but then you separate all your all, all your players to throw them back into fart tartar sauce, and then we have to go and talk to NPCs who are so boring, yeah. and we have to talk to three NPCs just to get one mission, and it was just. Hey, did you get the same mission I got? Okay, I think we got the same mission. Okay, I think we can go out. Oh, no, somebody started the wrong. Oh, my gosh. And it was just. <laughs> and then and you had to wait for people. Mm-hmm. Uh, no offense, Rico. Uh, that took longer to talk to their NPCs. <laughs> so listen, like, I'm trying to listen to this are you guy ready talk yet? about this. I'm listening Shh. to the story. Shh. I, I have a cutscene. Hold on. Shh. Wait, wait, that was, that was, that was like, our anthem experience. It's like it was, this is so uh, dumb. Why are we not watching this together? We should be watching yeah. this together. But but you know I'm gonna you know and just uh, you know play you know play the other side. That was oh. or Angel's Advocate. If you you know what have you is there's a good game in there. I mean there are enough good components that a, a good game should have emerged from that. The same thing with. Um, Mass Effect Andromeda, I think in some way, there's a good game in there, but I think it's also writing the coattails of the last trilogy. So there was kind of, so I, I get that. It's just, you know, That's the nice studio, of you to say. Well, <laughs> this is a studio that gave me Knights of the Old Republic, which uh, that game is just, you know, again, I was, I was going to say spoilers, but it's been out for so long. If you don't know, like, spoilers yeah, are free at this point. Yeah. But um, in to be introduced to a character of um, I believe it was Revan, Darth Revan, the one, and, and just when you play the story, then you find out at the end, of, oh wait, you're the villain. It's there wasn't that studio has done so much good, has produced such good yeah. games, and you know it's you know, but you know, no, no studio is perfect. Everybody hits the bumps yeah. and everything, but you know, now yeah, let's let's but, let's. Yeah, but now they need to now they need to uh, come out with Dragon Age because they've had two stinkers between Dragon Ages at this point. Okay, uh, so they need to come out with Dragon Age and they need to crush it. 
They need to remind everybody that they are the titans of the industry, that mm-hmm. Bioware is Bioware, and Bioware that is Bioware. they are the Absolutely. company <clears throat> that everybody looks to and goes, oh, they make Dragon Age, or oh, they make uh, Mass Effect. The, like, this is huge. They need to come out and absolutely crush this. But we don't know when Dragon Age is coming out. We did find out, however, that Mass Effect, uh, the trilogy remastered, is coming, which is fantastic news. And that's going to be a better game than Andromeda. And uh, (laughs) that's probably going to sell more than Andromeda and Anthem. Probably combined. I wouldn't be surprised. Do you guys have a a favorite uh, in the trilogy? Two. Mass Effect 2. Oh, really? We're on the Dragon Age topic, but I could tell you I don't I don't have a favorite Dragon Age yet. But if we're oh. talking Mass Effect, then two. No, I was going to say Mass Effect. I was going to say Mass Effect. We can go. I yeah. loved. Okay. I loved two. I loved three. I think they're all. I think they're all ninety nine percent great. I mean, I I think they're great. I think two was better than one. I actually think three was better than two. Um, but I think three also built on a bunch of things from one and two, so it had the luxury of utilizing some of that backstory there wasn't so much um you know uh, there was a there wasn't so much dump on the players to try and learn what was going on with everything you know so i look I, three was great i, 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 I will not i understand aside from the ending every you will freak out about the ending every time yeah but i three was great no, no i'm not saying like i i love that trilogy to me uh two was Two was a standard. It's a tough call because it's between two and three, and I love them both. Yeah. One automatically because it's what got me into the universe. Classic, yeah. Right. Can't go wrong. But two was, um, I think two is the first time I actually started paying more attention to game score um, because the Illusion Man, played by Martin Sheen, was unbelievable. I love that performance because it. Yeah. There was such a gravity to the performance yeah. and the score, you know, when, um, you know, the Normandy, for example, when it leaves the, like, it leaves the, the hangar. Yeah. Um, there's this, it's, I, I, yeah, I cannot wait for this. Uh, I, I, yeah. All, all I'm going <laughs> to say. We have Mass Effect topic coming up. That's actually going to be our last topic of the day. <laughs> yeah, okay, so we're going to get, I'll... we're going to get into Mass Effect more, but I do want to reiterate. The reason why I like two more than three because I did think see I did think three was a masterpiece until the last twenty minutes, the last twenty minutes of the game before they put out the patch, fixing all the stuff that pissed me off about it. Um, I thought was fantastic, but then of course they they threw three video games worth of stuff that you know you build upon with your decisions, and they were just like, so now you're at this point where it's red, green. Or blue. That's how the game ends. Boom. You know, and then just this crappy story. And none of the decisions you made really felt impactful at that point. But the reason I loved two is because, I mean, it really, you know, it was was before three when the Reapers were actually coming after everybody. But you're, you're trying to stop this Reaper threat in two. You die at the very beginning. Spoilers yeah. uh, after the after I spoiled it. I mean, come on, they um, didn't have a chance. And then they bring <laughs> you back, and then you recruit this elite team to go take yeah. on the Reapers. And this the final mission, based on your decisions on which on who you want to put where. This really boils down to how well you yeah. know your team mm. on, on on where you put people. Uh, and, and, and you know, and based on, on who, who you put where, people die. <laughs> people die. 
But yeah, I will say Mass Effect 3 did have the Citadel DLC. Yeah, which might be one of the best DLCs I've ever done because it was such it paid homage to the entire franchise to all the characters uh, oh, that man. you've met over that time. So it was absolutely yeah. fantastic. But I want to put the kibosh on that for a moment because yes. yeah. we have Mass Effect to talk about, and it's, it's, we really ought to hustle on these next couple ones. Before I know we... <laughs> this is going to be our longest podcast ever, but um, the all next right. the next two that we're going to talk about are probably going to be shorter. Um, we we added them at the last second. Now, I'm going to actually let Ardo Jim uh, kind of uh, talk to us a little bit about this next one, because uh, this was one that he wanted to talk about. Uh, the Crimson Desert was announced. All I really know about this is that it's in the same universe as Black Desert, which I believe is an uh, MMORPG um, mm-hmm. that people are sucked into. And I think that's part of the initial reason I was kind of turned off from it, because I'm not really into the whole MMORPG Seen, but this is going to be a single-player game set in that universe. Arto Jim, what do you have for us? Well, um, so this game, um, Crimson Desert, it's done by a company called uh, Pearl uh, Pearl Abyss is the name of the company. And I, you know, I think they did mobile games or something. I, I'm not too sure about that. But this game, when it premiered the last night at the VGA, has really just captured me because it was... You know, it starts off as one game. You know, there's this, there's a, there's an aspect of it that's like The Witcher. So you're, you're mm. kind of feeling a little bit of that mixed with Assassin's Creed Valhalla. So there's a little bit of that. Then you have uh, For Honor. And then it goes into, there's a scene in there that reminds me of uh, when Beowulf fought Grendel in the Great Hall. And I was just like, okay, wow, there's all of these elements. Yeah. And, all of those make the game, and it also has elements of Shadow of Mordor, where the combat is very physical and weapon-based. So there's, you know, you have multiple ways to dispatch your enemies. And then the coup de grace, the, the moment that makes that seals it, the the, the crescendo, if you would. Ooh, uh, gosh, keep talking to me. You're melting. <laughs> you're melting my ears. <laughs> you said crescendo. Oh my gosh, yeah, keep going. There's this magic moment where. You're on top of a dragon flying uh, bits of just, I guess, explosion. I don't even. And wow, it reminded me. There's a game. What was it called? I think it was like Dragon Dogma. No, it wasn't. Or it was a game back in the day. It was a PS2 game where you could just fly on dragons all over the place. But yeah. this game looks amazing. Um, oh, and man. So, you know, flying on the dragon is just, you know. Wow, I, I'm yeah. really excited about that. And also, just the texture that I've started noticing. Yeah, the hair needs a little bit of work, but the fabric is so great. There's a scene Oh, yeah, bro. When they're walking the cape, it's just it's a beautiful game. And um, I can't wait. I'm really excited. Yeah. I, I, um, no joke, the the the, uh, the dragon. I mean, just look. Oh. I, it's going to be here. Yeah, you can see it. <laughs> But literally, you see the scales and you see the the horns and things coming out of his, and you're just like, dude, that looks legit. Like yeah. that looks so incredible. And not just that, visually, visually, this game is absolutely stunning. You see the landscapes, the 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 grandeur. I mean, it makes you feel like, dude, this is Lord of the Rings. This is Middle Earth. You're like out here going, whoa. Look at the just the landscapes, the 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 just the scale of yeah. everything around you is it's it's beautiful. It's breathtaking, really. It's like 
widescreen for it's like widescreen for days. I mean, oh, <laughs> it, it's so immersive. Um, yeah. yeah, I just I can't wait. I can't wait. Um, I think twenty one fall twenty twenty one is what they said. Fall twenty twenty one. Yeah, yeah. So I'm excited for that one. Yeah, it's going to be competing with Halo. I uh, this one. I, I admittedly, the first time I watched it, I was turned off just because, you know, it was in the same realm as Black Desert, and not and not that there's anything wrong with Black Desert. It's just MMORPGs. You won't you won't see me on ESO it, Elder Scrolls Online yeah. for those of you who it's don't know. It's just what that not is. your jam. Or man, World like, of Warcraft. I, I'm just not into those MMORPGs. I, but you know. And, and I have been, and I have been kind of jaded because Bless Unleashed was kind of like a oh. uh, kind of looked like it could be uh, like Crimson Desert in here, and and we played that at PAX and had so much fun with it. And I was thinking, man, this game could I be mean, really a good. Blast! So we uh, we went back and played that six times, at least six times. We at and we least. had I had I still have loot at I PAX. Have, I still at, have loot. I I still this. have all the loot. From I got that. this. this, like, this we is went from back Bless and Unleashed. Played that game like. A bunch of times because we had so much fun with it. It yeah. was literally our game of packs for that year. It was, and, and, and so I, I feel kind of I feel like, and I shouldn't take it out on Crimson Desert because I'm feeling jaded from that. Yeah, but you right. know, you do. I did watch this trailer a second time prior to uh, filming tonight, and I have to say, it, it did it did click the uh, the registers in my brain that provide joy um, more, and and I and I was like, I was like, okay. This looks like something I need to keep my eye on. I do. I do want to see more of this. I'll pro- it's probably a game I would wait to get reviews on and see what people think. And you know, if if Ardo Jim uh, becomes a regular, which we hope he does, uh, he might. It sounds like he might be picking this one up, so he'll be able to let us know if it's worth our time. Um, oh, that's that's a, it's sold. He's like, so he's like, I've already bought it. I've yeah. already bought it, bro. Pre-ordered, bro. <laughs> I, I don't even. It's it's, already, it's a done deal. Um, yeah. So, but it's it's something I'm going to keep my eye on and see, you know, and just kind of see what the public reception of it is. Not game critics, you know, because they'll they'll yeah. they'll do anything to appease the right audiences. I guess I don't know. I don't know what they uh, approve these days, but I I do pay attention to user based reviews. And uh, and and how the and how the general public views things. So if you guys are yeah. saying that this is going to be good, if you think it's going to be good, I do want to know about it. I do want to see more about yeah. this because um, it did. Wow, I mean, I was one... watching and thinking, man, Skyrim and Witcher had a baby. In this. Right. I mean, right. that's kind of what it reminded me. I even had some some things I saw. Uh, I was just like, man, this reminds me of Devil May Cry. <laughs> you know, so yeah, right. Like, I remember you saying that while we were watching. Yeah, it. so I'm just like, okay. So this, I mean, I think it's going to be unique in its own sense, but it just it feels like it's it could be fun and it could be great. And I do love those Game of Thrones esque, Witcher esque type uh, medieval type settings. So yeah, and, and dragons. Yeah. I love seeing people. I love seeing different uh, creators make their own version of dragons. Oh, yeah, they, they don't. They, they almost like. never look the same. I mean, they're the same. The concepts there, uh, mm-hmm. but they always have their own unique spin to them. And this one looks like they have some unique dra- dragons. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And like, and 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 <sighs> well, this one, this one didn't initially catch your attention. Uh, they did. There was another announcement of of a game that I thought was kind of interesting. Actually, both you and I, we were texting during the game awards, and uh, and it wasn't like. It wasn't this like visual spectacle or anything. It was kind of really goofy. 
Uh, and and it was yep. it's a game called It Takes Two. Yes, uh, was announced, and it, it looks really goofy, uh, really kind of funny. Uh, yeah. These the uh, basically the premise seems to be that these two people uh, were humans before, and they were kind of splitting uh, as humans, but now they've been turned into some sort of dolls. And now they have to work together to overcome this curse uh, of some sort. Right. And, and it, it just looks goofy and just plain fun. It, it, it is. And it's, it's, it, it takes two, uh, you know, it, it seems to be narrated by the book of love about yeah. <laughs> two humans who seem there. It looks like their marriage was fractured. They show a picture of the two of them and the pictures ripped in half. <laughs> uh, so it seems like they might have a fractured marriage. Uh, and I can tell, I can see this is a story of the, them maybe reconnecting through this wacky j- uh, journey when they're puppets. Yeah. Um, kind of like a romantic comedy of like a, games. Yeah, like like a say, romantic yeah. comedy of games. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's what that kind of reminded me of. And it's made by the same Folks that did uh, Brother, A Tale of Two Sons, which I think is a fantastic game, which, you know, the, each joystick on the controller controlled one of the characters, so it was, like, hard yeah. to get used to. And right. they also I, made uh, was weird. Yeah. A Way Out, which I haven't played yet, which I, but I've heard is great. And, it's made, and this, uh, is very, this is very two-player heavy game. The, this company do, really focuses on that. They really do. They, you know, with The Way Out, they said, hey, if you buy a copy, your friend can play for free. Yeah, why not? Uh, the, the same with this, though, and the same with this one as well. Yeah. And it's the it's the guy. His name, I think, his name is Yosef. I, I don't. Let me know what his full name is. I don't actually have a link posted in our in our notes here because uh, we added this at le- the last second. Uh, Yosef, he was the guy that was all ticked off at the Oscars <laughs> during the, the Game Awards a few years ago when he announced a, a way out, and uh, he's very. He's very color- colorful and he's very vibrant and he's so very pa- you can you can see the passion that he has for the games he's making just just pour out of him you know it just it's yeah. just a waterfall of passion uh, with this guy and I, you know honestly I, I when I first looked at this game I was just like man this is this looks so crazy but you watch the trailer and see all the crazy shenanigans that this that this couple that this married couple uh, goes through and you're just like. I want to play that. I really want to play that. And a lot of a lot of the like, the elements, the gameplay elements, are very just. There's so many different elements. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like it, sometimes you're seeing them going around and around on loop de loops, and sometimes you're seeing them like fighting bosses. Sometimes you're seeing them doing platform and stuff. Sometimes you like it looks like there's a whole bunch of different yeah. elements. A lot in of different game. puzzles too. Right, and it looks like you're going to have to play. Your you and your teammate are going to have to play together to uh, work something together to pass different challenges, which is really cool. It's very very co op heavy. This company, Um, even with Brother Tale of Two Sons, you hear people playing the same game on the same controller. Uh, one yeah. person controlling each joystick. A way out is heavily based on you playing one. One character is doing this. The other character is doing this. You're working together to escape prison and do stuff. Yeah. And this one looks very co-op heavy as well. So that's probably one of the huge reasons that they're like, hey, you buy it. Your friend can play because this is a co-op right. game. We want You're you to play this together. Yeah. Uh, Art or Jim, uh, what are your thoughts on this one? Uh, it takes two. Um, one, I love the killer soundtrack that accompanies that. Yeah. Track. 
Um, but I love the idea of making a game whose essential function is that it takes two people to get to the end of it. Yeah. yeah uh, and building that into, and, and I think that's, you know, fundamentally a game is meant to be shared with someone. Yeah. I mean, there are games that you play by yourself, but even those, depending on how much you like it, you, know, you have to tell people about it just because that is part of playing a game and enjoying it. You need to tell someone. And for them to kind of build it into this and having this kind of um, like a romantic, uh, yeah, it's like a, like it's a, it's a, hmm, it's like a quirky romantic comedy where like something bad happens and now they have to work together to get to the end of it. Um, I like that. I do think uh, it's very colorful, uh, which I also do like, and it's very vibrant and I'm not sure on the comedy quite yet. Cause I don't, I mean, I'm not sure if, um, there, there'll be uh, there'll be a, uh, a little bit of back and forth as you're playing. Like if there's a you know because if this is a married couple, I'm kind of hoping for a little bit of com- uh, comedic uh, uh, banter. married but, married couple yeah, banter. Like this is your fault, <laughs> yeah. Like you know, hey, it's better than uh, you know, how can I put it this way? All right, it's like this is your fault. No, like I did better. Yeah, like you did at the chili cookout. Well. They did kind of showcase something you. like that where he's like, how come you got all the cool moves? And she's like, oh, I'm just cooler I'm just than cooler you. Cooler than you. <laughs> but, but, that was like, but that was in a cutscene, though. I'm thinking like including that as you're playing the game. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. That just... Yeah, uh, I, I'm hoping you're right on that because, like, you see, you'll watch a preview <laughs> for a movie, like a romantic comedy movie. They put all the, see all the funniest funny bits in the trailer and then you watch the movie and you're like oh those are all the funny i've already seen all these funny bits yeah. uh, the rest of it kind of sucks but you know you, yeah. you you do touch on a good point there where you know you know games are meant to be you know shared and and yeah. we, we do i mean zach and i play games well we used to play games all the time <laughs> he zach doesn't play games anymore but uh, you know they are meant to be shared and we the the most joy i have in games the most the most memorable moments i have of streaming recently are playing phasmophobia with friends and left for dead with friends and just having a great yeah. time but you bring up a good point when we're playing single player games we talk about that we share that like when we were playing the walking dead games mm. you know we were talking about yeah. i made this choice you saved that person you did what, what? you like, saved who that's crazy you let kenny live what that's you so ridiculous for- yeah, Why I followed you let, Jenny all the way. Like, Kenny's he a psycho. Fun. He's a psychopath. Um, you saved that one or, crazy chick? Or in Mass Effect, we've shared our yeah. decisions and choices in Mass Effect, which I'm going to go ahead and segue into our final topic of the evening Do is it. Mass Effect. And you're going to see it right over here. you got to get my directions right. Right here. Um, yeah. the new teaser trailer. I don't even care if it plays over and over yeah, and over and over again. Sure. They showed a teaser for the new Mass Effect. I'm not expecting this until 2023, 2024. Honestly, it'll be after Dragon Age. It'll be after Dragon Age, and um, nope. Nope. I, I don't have any expectations for this to come out in the next couple of years. Um, it's just a teaser. Mass Effect. Or not Mass Effect, Dragon Age was teased like two years ago, and we still don't even have a release date <laughs> for it. Um, <laughs> so and that was teased at the Game Awards, like in 2018, I think. And, um, you know, they were like, oh, we know you guys have a sour taste in your mouth from 
playing the anthem all year. Um, <laughs> there's, there's Zach's farting noises. Um, <laughs> but you know they're, they're going to be put. We're going to we're going to be seeing Mass Effect eventually. We know they're working on the Mass next Mass Effect. I want to go ahead and just point out, and I think it was two, maybe three episodes ago when we were talking about the Mass Effect Three Legendary Edition. I think right. it was in that same time frame that we were talking about. They released some screens, some artwork, um, mm-hmm. some uh, stuff art, that they were working yeah. on, where they were working on uh, building a new Mass Relay. Mm-hmm. And I made a prediction that the next Mass Effect game was going to take place after Mass Effect Three. And mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I gave it some time. I, you know, it wasn't a bold prediction. But it was like, you know, it could take place centuries after whatever. I think it's going to take place in the same time frame that, you know, Mass Effect 3 had ended in. And that looks like it's the case, because if you watch the trailer, and I actually just realized this right before we started filming, that Liara was the character Mm -hmm. at the Mm -hmm. end that finds the N7 uh, N7 thing. And I I just, I mean, floored me. It absolutely (laughs) floored me. lost his mind. Yeah, I, I absolutely. I honestly wish we were recording when we watched that because he lost his mind. I had reactions to that. We should. He was probably... like, "Wait, is that Liara?" And we're like, "Dude, that's Liara." Okay, listen. Lost listen. my mind, this, dude. I'm so this is excited. exciting. Obviously, this is very, 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 very exciting. Again, another Bioware, a uh, Bioware uh, uh, game. <laughs> what have we come to love from them? Dragon Age and Mass Effect. Give us great ones. Here it is again. Mass Effect, no, no, uh, no sub name yet. No nope. sub name yet. Uh, uh, you know what? I got the vibe though. You know what I was feeling? Right. The, I was feeling like it, it felt like uh, Mass Effect, the search for Shepard, oh. something like that. Like oh, yes. that's the vibe I was getting yes. watching this. Uh, she you brushes know, like, off that N seven thing. Yes, dude, yes. and like she's traveling all across the galaxy looking for Shepard. You know, like it feels like that. I look, and I know, I know. Maybe see, okay, and this, and this is where it may be different for all of us because I know some people made different decisions. Like uh, somebody we know, this guy above yeah. me right here, uh, all about Liara. Ooh, Liara. Ooh, I love her. <laughs> That's my boo. Okay, I'm all yep. about Tali Zara over here. Okay, which Just you know, saying. if you played it right, she's still alive. Let's go. You played it right, Liara. That's Liara's in that trailer. Tali Zora. Liara's in that trailer because I don't think there's a moment where you can get Liara killed. Right. They, so it's, it's so it's a safe trailer. It's they a safe her- trailer because I don't think Liara is a killable character. Tali, however, you could lose Tali. In Mass Effect 3. Spoilers. If you did, you're wrong. Okay? Yeah, it's either Tali or Legion. Pick choose choose wisely. Legion's a robot. He's a he's yeah, I'm a... gonna keep yeah, I'm gonna keep my boo, bro. <laughs> Give me a break. Tali Zora, come on, girl. Shoot. Look up the guide, make the right decisions. Shoot. Come uh, on. You know, I want to hear Ardo Jim's uh, thoughts. You you you're a fan of uh, Mass Effect as well, right? Okay, who was oh. who was your boo? Oh, uh, he's like Ashley all the way, bro. <laughs> you know, I'll be honest. It's it's um, it's the first time I've played a game where being a player was literally in in 
part of the storyline. <laughs> uh, so it kind of made me go like, well, all right. I mean, I have, I have options. But- he played them all. <laughs> Mass Effect 1, Ashley. Mass Effect 2, Jack. Mass Effect 3, Liara. Done. Yeah. I mean, that's what save files are for. Yeah. <laughs> the, the point is, um, the, uh, <laughs> when I saw the trailer, it made me just, I, I forgot how much I loved that, uh, that series. Um, because it wasn't just the games. It was also the books that were attached to it. It almost felt as it was creating its own little universe, like um, a Star Wars or Star Trek, Star Trek kind of universe. Yeah, right. You wanted to just dive deep in, in into it, and I, if I remember correctly, the gates are destroyed at the end of three, right? I, right? I think so. That means that there is they're stuck in one part of the uh, the universe, and they can't. I'm trying to remember. Either they can't go to Earth, or they can no longer have access to the to the world and the Citadel and all that. Correct. So, um, so I'm hoping that this new Mass Effect is just another aspect of space, like some somewhere else, because I think there's a problem. I think it's kind of like the Star Wars problem. When you keep talking about the Skywalkers forever, you're like, okay, there's other stuff out there. Like, let's just... sure. Let's explore more, which is... Yeah, like The Mandalorian just, and the new Obi-Wan Kenobi show and the Ahsoka show and all the other million <laughs> things that do. We have a yeah. cutscene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fun fact, this has been one of those weeks where Santa came early, kids. <laughs> but, but, but I love Mass Effect. My favorite has always been two. Uh, like as I mentioned before, the Illusion Man and just the way he was, like when you when you're introduced to him because he's the one again. If you haven't played this game, I'm sorry, I'm going to spoil a few things. Whoa. But the Illusion Man and his and his goal and his mission essentially is to protect human humanity. I think it's Cerberus is uh, is what he runs. But two was just so beautiful and the music, the score from begin like from the moment the game starts. To win an ant, it's, it's an unbelievable roller coaster. Um, and then three, I, I like the ending of three because when people were saying like, our choices didn't make, didn't like, our, I wish my choice did something. The reality is, yeah, you have choices, but sometimes an ending is an ending, whether you like it or not. <laughs> it's gonna, oh. it's, like an ending is an ending. Like there's nothing. Like you can say, I wish things could Mic be, drop. but the reality is, you wish it, but that's not what happens. <laughs> uh, you know, Sometimes your decisions mean nothing. Wow, thanks. You know, <laughs> super I, encouraging. I, I, <laughs> as a big, as a big, uh, as a person who really just a bad taste in my mouth from the ending of the original Mass Effect 3's ending, uh, I will admit that when they put out the extended ending. That actually tied off a lot of the plots that you yeah. created throughout the three games that you play. I mean, I will admit that that was a lot more satisfying. Was, and I know Enrico Suave, yeah. uh, who does listen to the podcast, I do believe that he didn't play Mass Effect 3 until that had come out. Mm. So he never had to experience the original bad ending. But when you when you get yeah. that, there's so many... Uh, you know, uh, you know, stories that are left open that you're just like, oh, well, how did this end? And how did that end? And your girlfriend runs off to another planet with Joker? Like, what? Well, this is a joke. 
Joker. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, it's just, I, I could go on, I could make a whole podcast of just me talking about how pissed off I was at the original Mass Effect 3 <laughs> ending. I'm past it. I am. It's been, it's been many years. Um, but I, I, I'm excited for this. I, I, I immediately, when I heard that, that unique tone in the music, yeah, um, the right. music cue that played in that trailer, I was like, this sounds like Mass Effect. But I was, <laughs> but I was initially thinking Mass Effect three, you know, the legendary edition. I didn't think they were actually right. going to show us a teaser for the next Mass Effect. And then, of course, then you see that broken Mass Relay, and you're like, oh, I was like, this has to be <laughs> the next and Mass the re- Effect. And the busted down Reaper in the background, and the busted like up down in, Reaper. Yeah. And then you start, and then you hear that 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 classic do 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 music exactly. from. From OG nope. Mass Effect, and you're just like, oh my gosh! I was like, this is Mass Effect. I have not been this high. This is what this is what Bioware needs with their Mass Effect franchise yeah. because they it, absolutely botched it with Mass Effect. They Andromeda, need a fresh start, which yeah. could have yeah. been an awesome franchise. When you're going out to this new galaxy and meeting new oh, alien races yeah. and stuff, you're like, this could so much potential. Like like Arto Jim was talking about earlier when we were discussing Dragon Age, that the, no, the story Anthem. had so much uh, potential. In, yeah. in, in in Mass Effect Andromeda, but they botched it so bad. It was horrible right. writing. Uh, the facial animations on the characters with their eyeballs popping out at you, and it just looked horrible. <laughs> like Glenn from The Walking Dead. It, it, oh, oh. Ooh, you know, too soon. You know, the other thing that made me... Uh, <laughs> that's, still too, that's still too soon, dude. <laughs> uh, the thing that made me also just like um, like jump with Glee is the last from... From where we ended that series to where we are now, uh, graphics have come such oh, a that I my brain is just thinking of like what is what is this going to look like? Oh man, dude! How good is like how polished is this game going to look? Well, are you like me? Are you kind of on edge? I'm so excited. They this is this is the right move for them. The the the, the move to make it so it's t- picking up after the end of Mass Effect Three. They, they kind of thought, you know what, why, why, why rebuild the wheel? It's already working. Yeah. You know, you don't need to remake this thing. You know, we don't have to, you don't have to be, the protagonist doesn't have to be Shepard, you know, we, yeah. but we could still continue with the same universe, literally universe of, of stuff. But I, um, the thing that, the thing that I'm worried about is Anthem <laughs> and Andromeda were so bad that I'm 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 still hesitant. I you know I'm excited for these games. I'm super excited and I'm probably going to buy them day one. Right. But I'm still kind of hesitant that they're going to be good or not because it's like you guys have to make this up to me. Like you have some serious butt kissing to do and you know it, you guys went and crawled through the mud. This is your opportunity to take a shower and wash all that mud off of you and come out clean and show us, you know, how good looking you really are. Let's do this. Let's do this. I'm ready. It paints quite a picture, doesn't it? Yes. <laughs> like, Put some eyewear on. I completely agree. But, you know, I'm also kind of, um, I, I just want to spend more time in that universe. I want to go, I want to go, you know, it doesn't need to be Shepard, but let's find other galaxies, other solar system. Let's expand this because yeah. Mass Effect to me, it, it felt, it's that, I know it's probably not there yet, and maybe these words are a little too big for the moment, but it feels as though like when you're at the beginning of when Star Wars and Star Trek began, 
and your brain calling kept things like, I wonder when like the possibilities of where you could go and actually venturing into that. I mean, I want to just see what happens. I mean, Earth and I, we kind of, we know what happened on Earth, but just, just keep giving me more of that universe. It's technology, it's citizens, it's cultures, like the different kind of powers and just keep giving me that. And that, that's why I'm excited. I just want to see where we're going. And Andromeda was, yes, not. Do it, do it through the characters though. Yes, do it through do the it characters. Through the characters who we actually care about. There are characters, um, I'm blanking on, uh, what, what's the guy's name? The scientist. Uh, the doctor in the, in the second, what's that? Was it Morden? Or Morden? Yeah, something like that, right? The, the, he's got orange. He's he's orange. He's kind of got like he's a, a solarian. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Anyways, uh, this guy, such an awkward character, like such an awkward, awkward character. Ter- like terrible conversationalist, but actually, like throughout over time, you come to actually kind of like him. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like care about him, and care about his people, and care about it like who he is, and like give us more about the universe. The, it, put us in the universe, and let us learn from the people around the the characters around us. Yeah, more about the uh, about the well, universe. And he That's wound what up we having want. a lot of depth. Like even during yeah. his uh, spoiler alert, if you haven't played Mass Effect, then you don't really care at this point. But during his yeah, death scene. When you know you knew he was going to explode, he was singing like that weird song that he was singing about mm-hmm. all the different species and stuff, and it was just like, it, it, I don't know, it was just it was it was touching, it was touching to uh, see like right. I, I you know I dare say humanity in him, but you know right. it, it was just he had a lot of character depth that that was kind of you just kind of had to peel it back like it, like he was an onion, yeah. and that's kind of how like all their characters were, and what Ardo Jim was saying. A big part of Mass Effect was the exploration of different yeah. planets and uncovering like the Rachni and meeting the Rachni queen. Yes. And you have this opportunity to to save her and stop her from being a bad guy because she yeah. was being polluted by the Reapers. Have and- your have your exploration actually mean something? And I think that's where Art of Jim, like you were saying, hey, like let's go explore another galaxy. They did that in Andromeda. Yeah, but they did it, and wrong. they failed. They I mean, failed. But yeah, they, you're absolutely right. And you know, this is a I'm 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 excited, and I want to see what they can do. Also, you know, a fun fact about these games is I want to also see what kind of celebrity cast we're getting on this one because the last oh, sure. <laughs> now we got some Keith David. I mean Martin Sheen. I mean, like yeah, Seth Green. I'm like yeah, but like to to get. Like build this thing. I, I really want to see where this goes. And yeah. Nathan Fillion. It, it, it's oh, it's oh, like talking to you, Nathan Fillion. It's like when they made the first Mass <laughs> Effect. Mass Effect the, the first Mass Effect was this foundation mm. of this entire thing that they could build, and they did build upon it. And you met different races. I mean, well, I don't think we. I think we late in the first Mass Effect we learned about the Baler- was it the Balerians. I think the guys with the multiple eyeballs on their head. Yeah, the eyeball guys, yeah. I mean, you just keep learning about these new species and their different temperaments and their di- the different ways they, were they, like they interact or the, the Hanars or the – what was the elephant species? Um, oh, uh, uh, You know, that they, they spoke – they told you how they were feeling, extremely excited. 
<laughs> you know, I am overjoyed. I, I am overjoyed. They sounded like Captain Holt from Brooklyn Nine Nine. <laughs> yeah. I've never been more excited. I've in never my life. been more excited. <laughs> I am in excruciating pain. <laughs> you know, uh, I can't remember what their name was because it's been a while since I played. But they they had so many unique species that you could interact with, and it wasn't always like adversarial. You had an actual opportunity to learn about them, and, and, and Mass Effect yeah. Andromeda. They, they're you're in an absolutely completely new universe, and I just feel like, you know, you, you meet opposition way too quickly, and there's really but, not an opportunity to to get to know other people. I, I just and just to, the whole thing, get, uh, the whole thing was to like get this, washed over by it. Well, right, and then you have the Citadel and the in the original galaxy that it was kind of like this home base for everybody to just come and get together know each other and learn about other species and it's just it created this whole universe where i felt like i was learning about other things and and actually being part of this universe whereas in andromeda i never really felt like i was a part of this universe or this galaxy and and, and you know i never again. felt like i never felt well, like i was really fighting for anything whereas in mass effect you're always fighting for something because the reapers are coming you delay the reapers in the first game you delay the reapers in the second game you go to war with them in the third game so i you know it, it, but i think that also raises a lot of questions because a lot of species are stuck in the solar system and they're around yeah. planets that might not have food that might exactly. you know sustain the alien races that are in the solar system so you're like holy crap how fast can we build a mass relay to get people home um right. and 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 what's going to be the new threat cuz any any good story is going to have conflict you can't have a story without conflict conflict drives narrative and if you don't have a conflict so what's going to be the new conflict there's so uh, many it's questions it's going to be a big big relay company a big relay company. So there's just a lot of questions on where they can go with this, but I think because of the foundation that they built in the first Mass Effect, they have many avenues that they can go. Oh, and so I'm many. very, very excited to see uh, where Mass Effect's going to go next. Yeah, even with Andromeda, I mean, I, you know, I, I know it came at it pretty hard, but I still think of it, for all of its failures, it's still an important game. You know, because in the whether we like it or not, it did expand the uh, the Mass Effect universe. There, there's a little in there that we can go, you know, okay, like there's, it's still a game of value. And and the reason I was thinking that, and and just to kind of dovetail into another genre, you know, whether it be Star Wars or Star Trek, usually when you get to a film or a series that fails in those genres, that still is valuable because like right now we what in Star Wars. Episode two, The Clone War, was terrible. I mean, I watched it once, left, and my brain decided never to replay that movie again. <laughs> um, you know, and but, so. I mean, but, I mean, Your Padme brain just walked out. In the white Your brain outfit, was in the theater, it was like the, stood up and just walked out of there. You know, I just. <laughs> couple of things could have happened on the one hand it did that on the other hand it's like you know 30 years down the road maybe 50 mental break this is what started but like, <laughs> it's, it's kind of like but even with that now like with the clone wars and everything that's going through they're re, they're fixing all of that so the yeah. next mass effect that comes could actually also just fix andromeda like you don't necessarily have to play it but right what it tried to accomplish, this game can go and it's like, yeah, I try to do this, but here's it can fix a lot of that. 
So the foundation may have some may have an issues, but it's still it's not unsolvable is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, no, look, I mean, you're definitely right. There's I uh, look, we could go on and yeah. on and on yes, about can. Mass Effect. And honestly, it's great. We all love Mass Effect as a franchise, and we're all really, really, really excited. Yeah. But we're already over two hours now, and this is definitely the longest <laughs> well, podcast we, we have. I did ever want to touch done. on something Jerry said. I'm going to go ahead and make a bold prediction. Oh. Uh, this is going to be a bold prediction uh, for the person who edits this. Make sure you write down our bold prediction, sir. Uh, yeah. I think they're going to completely ignore. Andromeda in this next game. I think they're going to completely ignore it. They're not even. They're not even going to acknowledge that there's a crew being sent out because you got to think of the time frame of how long it takes for them to get out to the Andromeda galaxy. I mean, some ships were lost. Most ships were lost on the trip there. Mm. You know, the, the the Turian ship or the 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 the, the Quarian ship that were you know they were all headed out to this new galaxy. Uh, and that takes that could take centuries for them to get out there. And Le- you know, if Liara is, I'm just saying, if he, if Liara is alive in this trailer, sorry, he's only lived for roughly like a thousand years. Is there? Only. Is there? Yeah, well, I said roughly. <laughs> I said roughly. Um, <laughs> they live for roughly a thousand years. I don't even think that she would be alive by the time they got to the Andromeda Galaxy, unless she was a really old matriarch at that time. I have an opposite bold prediction, and then we'll wrap it up. Opposite bold prediction. I think Ardo Jim is, I, I like his line of thought. I think that one of the characters in the next Mass Effect game will be a sibling or a relative who will talk about, uh, you know, losing their relative. To the Andromeda Galaxy. Bold prediction. Write it down. Yeah. Uh, mine is uh, anti-yours. So there you go. <laughs> Ardo, Jim, do you have a bold prediction for the next Mass Effect? Um, yes, I do. And my prediction is very simple. I hope that Martin Sheen comes back. <laughs> <laughs> that is the prediction that I'm making. And I am... 98% sure that he will come back. <laughs> the dude is like 80. <laughs> dude, he's making commercial. Okay, yeah. that's another story, but that is my prediction. Martin okay, Sheen so we're come saying, back. So we we, gotta wrap this up. I'm thinking, I'm thinking Zach's trying to get us out of here. I'm thinking my my uh, my uh my bold prediction that they don't mention Andromeda. Zach thinks that I, uh you know there's gonna be a sibling. Uh, of or, someone or who went to the Andromeda Galaxy. Sister. And probably, if so, there's probably going to be a sibling that we've never heard of and don't care about because Mass Effect Andromeda was crap. And Arno Jim thinks Martin Sheen's coming back. <laughs> and uh, that's our bold prediction. We're going to go ahead and <laughs> wrap this up tonight. This oh is, God. hands down, our longest podcast. I hope you guys have stayed to the end. Uh, Arno Jim, I'm going to let you choose... The code word for those uh, yeah. those who stayed to hang out with us until the end. Uh, what, what's the first thing that comes to your mind for a code word? West Wing. West, West Wing. Kid, kid, what's <laughs> what's why? <laughs> 
I just I just want to know. <laughs> I, I believe uh, Zach Avalanche. <laughs> we see is uh, West Wing kids. I don't know what that means. Okay, so it's obviously over my head. So uh, mm. if you guys have stayed with us until the end of the podcast, West Wing is your code word, Zach Avalanche. Uh. Very good, guys. Uh, we're so glad that you joined us. Make sure you use that code word West Wing when you comment or even hit us up on Twitter with the code word. If you made it all the way through this, uh, over two hours, nearing two and a half hours, good on you. That's like a whole movie, um, unless you're watching The Lord of the Rings, which is awesome. Way and to we're go. even catching up to them. And we're, and we're starting to catch up to them. So, hey, thank you so much for joining us. Use the code word West Wing. If you guys haven't already, make sure to subscribe here on YouTube. Hit that little bell notification icon, and uh, you'll get uh, notified whenever we post new videos. We often post our uh, – we usually post our full episodes on Tuesdays, and then you'll see BG Bites coming out throughout the uh, week. So make sure to check those out and, uh, and engage us. Those are usually – a lot smaller uh also make sure to follow us on spotify so if you can't watch it you can listen it's a great way to uh keep engaged with what we're doing here at the backlog gamers and always 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 hit us up on twitter because uh that's just a great place to interact with us and that that twitter is at gamers backlog again that's the opposite of what this is so make sure to do that uh so we can engage with uh with you guys uh ardo jim man please please it's time for the shameless plug please tell uh tell all the listeners where they can find you uh yeah uh want to say first thank you for having me again and you can find me on facebook and youtube at ardo jim search ardo jim on youtube and ardo jim on facebook Awesome. And Halo Titan, where can they find you, my friend? Oh, uh, everywhere. No, I'm just kidding. You guys can find me over on, uh, let's see, Twitch. Uh, It's twitch.tv forward slash Halo Titan. You can just use the search bar for Halo Titan spelled like it is just right up here. Uh, We usually stream Monday through Thursday, 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. We are starting cyberpunk next week um Ooh, i'm super excited to get age. super excited to get into that one you can also find me on uh what's it where's that twitter right here uh find me on twitter at halo titan i'm usually on there daily especially because i'm searching up for new topics for us to discuss oh, on the yeah. podcast and then also you can yeah. find me on i do have a youtube channel i don't update it so if you're going to try to find me on youtube come here backlog gamers podcast that's the best place oh, to yeah. find me and i'll send it back to zach And last but not least, I'm Zach Avalanche. If you want to find me anywhere, hit me up on Twitter. That's that's the best way to hit me up because I'm usually on there all the time anyways. Just like Halo Titan, we're always on there trying to find out different awesome, amazing topics that we could talk about, uh, gaming topics that we get to talk about with you guys here on the Backlog Gamers Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you guys next time. Hey, real quick before we end. Guys, Team Ardo Jim, if you want this guy right here to join us on yeah, the regular, we want to hear absolutely. it. Uh, we love having him. We want to know. We'll just let him know that you love having him. So, uh, yeah, make sure. So, yeah, use code word uh, uh, West Wing and then uh, code word Ardo Jim 
uh, hashtag Team Ardo Jim. <laughs> so let us know. But hey, guys, thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you guys next time. Peace.